nothing will take me from zero to pissed right the fuck off faster than bowling. I went went over to visit him, and he was sitting on the couch in his pajamas holding an M16. And I'm like, what? what the hell are you doing? And he's like, well, I heard you were, I knew you were coming over. I wanted to show you my new gun. And I was like, Dad, I, I talked to you like two hours ago. Oh my God, this, this guy's so old, he's not going to fight me. But I was just like, oh my God, I want to fucking kick this guy. But like, I don't want to get my shit taken away. My dad's in that church. <laughs> I still have a fucking open wound in my anus. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I'm going to hit Okay, we're going live. You ready? I am ready. Long walk, short drink, first live broadcast in three, two, one. Hey, oh, here live. we go. Dig us. Hey, <laughs> look at us. We're broadcasting live. Um, let's see. Uh, so I'm going to refresh the tweet, the Twitter, and see if it's it says. <clears throat> so I'm going to write one just real quick. Sure. And so for the podcast later, or I guess anyone listening, anyone seeing this somehow live uh, on the spur of the moment will know. But um, for for those in in, uh, in audio land, we are um, we always communicate Palmer and I through these uh, Google Hangouts and then record our audio separately, and um, ultimately post the episodes to YouTube with a static image, just because it's a kind of a, an RSS feed of sorts where people can listen to the show. But uh, Palmer got the broad idea to um, utilize technology, and um, you can live stream from YouTube your Google Hangout. So that's what we mean by live. And hopefully that will then result in the YouTube posting, also including our, our video feed, which is something we've never done before. It's out there. Hello world. Hello world. <laughs> Zero viewers. We are live. I love oh, it. It's it got tells a lot. you the number. Oh, oh did you notice hurts. this on my look, did you notice Fuck this on yeah, my microphone? I noticed that on your microphone, but I didn't want to say anything. Yeah. In the, in the tech so, talk we were Because we're broadcasting we're broadcasting live, man. We gotta put that logo out there. Like people gotta know that. Yeah. Point point right at my, that bitch. I'm gonna screen grab it for Check that yeah. out. Yeah. I, and I have, I tweeted uh, something I've always meant to show you. Um, I have a notebook that I have that same thing on. And that's where I keep a lot of my my sad handwritten book notes for the... I'm on, actually on my second notebook. I have two of them. I don't know if I have them both out here. But both bear the uh, the long walk short drink. Uh, oh, man. That's... that's- that's tits right there. Yeah. Look at us. I like that. Coming up in the Look world. Look at us. Fucking also so, we're we're turning 21 this episode. <laughs> we, we are 21. Yeah. We're legal. Yeah, speaking uh, of which. <laughs> I already have one opened. That's all right. I'll open it for both of us. <laughs> all right. Great. <laughs> Very cool. Well, what has been happening in your world, sir? Nothing. Um, <laughs> welcome to our first. Uh, what's been happening in my world is long walk, short drink. Yeah, first I was gonna off. say. Really, I, I could. I can understand why you would say that on the podcast, but ultimately, a lot has been happening for the podcast. Yeah, um, we are currently broadcasting our first live broadcast. Yes, there are zero watch like viewers right now, but that's okay. I'm gonna cut that out. Oh. 
<laughs> no, uh, I'm just kidding. Don't cut that out. That's okay. No, no, because it's, it's, it's a, a historic moment know, and historic moment. <laughs> we know it's live and that is huge. And I just know it's a matter of time. We got tweets out there. Uh, people out there know that uh, this is happening. So it's just a matter of time before we end up. Before the world oh, comes to us. <laughs> so, yeah, we're broadcasting live. Uh, this is. Yeah, we're this broadcasting and podcasting. We're live streaming. Is that broadcasting? Sure. Sure. Fuck Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, uh, to get back to your question, Long Walk to a Drink really has been on the forefront of my mind really for the last uh, week or so. There's been a lot of developments on all fronts. Um, we are uh, currently, uh, this is the inaugural episode, not only of our first live broadcast uh, recording session, uh, but also, um, but also the first time that we're using our new uh, recording log uh, that we can really use to track a lot of information, and it's going to make things um, awesome. Yeah. Do we want to uh, talk about uh, how our family grew a little bit, or do we want to kind of yeah. keep that on the DL for the time being, uh, 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 and just let that kind of let kind of let let that kind of I said, let's talk about all these little growths. I mean, uh, there's a bunch of things that happen. So the the first one you mentioned is this. Uh, well, the first one is that we're suddenly live and recording video for for uh, for for everyone to see, and also for posterity in the YouTube channel. Um, but also, um, then secondly, uh, Palmer's created this this sort of beautiful spreadsheet that is a word that doesn't begin to describe <laughs> the kind of cool living document that it is, and the way that it'll help us. Uh, kind of collaborate and um, I think would be something that would others would find useful and maybe someday uh, we should do a little walkthrough of it uh, if we ever do get around to doing like behind the scenes type stuff um, but uh, yeah so it's something like you can't see it's not accessible to the public but it's a very useful document to us but um, yeah uh, maybe you can tell us one of the reasons why such a collaborative document uh, would be necessary it's uh yeah, our family is, is is expanding. Well, I mean, it's it's really oh my gosh, this is so cool. So I turned on cameraman, and now it will switch depending on who's talking. Oh, um, we're living in the goddamn future. Yeah, I mean, if we don't, I don't, I don't have to. We don't have to do anything. It just does that automatically. Um, wow, I would not so, have a job if <laughs> well, my last job anyway would not exist. <laughs> if this, um, I'm going to turn this turn down for what? All right. So say something, Dave. Let's make sure that's still Oh, yeah. On. Making sure the camera oh, yeah. man cool. is switching. It's, it switches back. Yeah. I'll take a little picture of this historic moment. Oh, man. This is so cool. Um, what were we saying? Uh, so uh, expanding family. You, obviously you had it's asked, been... like, expanding family and what what is the need for this document? So the first thing we really answered, we, we talked about was, besides the live feed, was... Uh, this recording log, and I really, I, I realized first, th there's been a couple things, and I'm sure it's been evident in the, I feel like it's been evident in the past episodes, is like, you know, Dave took on a large, pretty much the entire burden of uh, tracking the show and keeping it on track and getting things done, and then uh, that organically, early, very early on, and then that organically grew into Moto joining us, and really working and making that really awesome. And really, uh, you know, 
I said recently in, in a couple recent episodes that, uh, I, it was the show that I always wanted that episode. I, it was like 18 episode 18 and I was listening to it and it was like, this is so perfect. It's got the right, just the right amount of like extra stuff added and the right amount of like great conversation. It was really awesome. And, uh, it, even in the like total amateur, um, naivete, you know, starry eyed take that I have with this. Cause this, this is still so cool to me to know that I do this, uh, it's so fun. Um, and, uh, even this little bit that I know, I know that what was happening was taking a ton of work. Um, and I always have been looking, uh, recently for ways that we could share that work. Um, and so I reached out to Dave and I have been talking about it a little bit, a couple episodes, and I reached out to Moto to find out what information he would like, what, what would be useful to him to track. Um, and it kind of involved into the evolved into this recording log that we can try to update while we're recording live, but then also go back in and work on it um, up to the release of the episode, even after the release of the episode, uh, where we're just kind of all the extra stuff that you guys hear when you listen to the show, um, you know, the the tweets that you see going out, etc. Um, all of that stuff uh, would ultimately be derived from this document. And uh, in that conversation led to uh, talk about the Twitter and feeling like uh, we were getting to such a really solid place with where the episode was sounding, but the Twitter was starting to become a, a burden to, to it, you know, everything is a balance, right? Would you say that Dave? Like it, oh, that's yeah. what it feels like. And it's like, you know, I can put my hours in on this side and make the like the edit sound really good, or I can put the hours in on this side to make the tweets really good. And uh, you know, Dave was trying to like had initiated like that transition of you know, you send out your tweets, I'll send out my tweets, and we tried that, and that was working okay, and then it kind of didn't work, and uh. I was like, I was thinking, I was like, how can you help in this situation? And it's like. You know, I can I can definitely start doing my part, which you know, putting together the the share document for the um, recording log and all that stuff. That's that's one way I could use my you know the skills that I have. Um, but then also just like identifying like good traits, good skills in other people, and then um, and then collaborating with those people. So uh, I know we've mentioned him a few times on the episodes, but. Uh, I asked our, my friend Double D to uh, kind of take over the wheel on the Twitter account. Uh, and in my words, I told him when I offered him, uh, when I asked him if he would if he would be offered, like, Jesus, like, it's a fucking job. It's not a job. <laughs> this is all for fun, right? So, uh, but asked him, you know, if he would, if he would consider doing this, um, I said, I want the I want the Twitter to reach the same level that I feel like the shows have hit recently, where this qual this level of quality, um, and it's just impossible for any one person to do that by themselves. 
but we definitely need somebody to take over the majority of it. And I really feel that Double D was a good choice for that. And uh, for anybody that has watched our Twitter account all during the week of episode 20, um, I'm sure you will agree uh, it was a wise choice to 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 ask him to join us. Uh, so Double D's been doing a bang up job right now and uh, just a lot of growth and a lot of awesome uh, a lot of awesome things going on uh, we uh, the book club is moving forward uh, the next ep- next week's episode the next episode that you hear episode 22 uh, is when you're going to hear get your first assignment for uh, the the dead zone book club so make sure you're getting your copy of the dead zone uh, one way or another Uh we are now able to extend to you uh, an opportunity, uh, Dave. I'm gonna you took care of this one, so please take it away. Like if you want right, so to explain this, my one. copy of the the Dead Zone. <laughs> look, um, look, check this out. Like I got mine yes. too. <laughs> yes. Oh, see. Wait here. Hold it. So I still gotta. I still gotta get the screen grabs. Yeah. Um. But now, now we got like I was gonna say twenty four screen grabs a, a second, but it I don't know what the frame rate of this thing is. But and anyway, yeah, yeah. So the dead zone. Um, yeah, the other uh, the development is uh, is we got um, approved for a sponsorship with Audible. Uh, uh which is so <laughs> awesome, man! It's so great. Like, listen to us. We have two. We have we have a sponsorship there, and uh, so what what does that entail, Dave? What are we? What are our um, what does that mean for our listeners? That is a great question. Uh, that means that uh, listeners uh, can use our code. So you would go to audibletrial.com slash LWSD. And from there, excuse me, <laughs> I'm sure Audible will love our first read. <laughs> yeah. Today's podcast brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook and download a 30-day free trial at audible.com backslash LWSD. Um, Enter promo code LWSD. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's actually I, the um, it's a backslash to so oh, audible audibletrial.com slash okay, LWSD. Sorry. So see, I already screwed it up. Well, it's a new thing. Um, we haven't actually, you know, done this yet. Um yeah, no, but that's hopefully true. by the time uh, folks are hearing this, it is a I, I would say if you're seeing it live, it's uncertain. If you're hearing it on the podcast, it's something you, you can go do right now. So you get a 30-day free trial. You also get a free download for a book. And what book might we want to recommend? Huh? Well, the book I would suggest would <laughs> be the turn. Oh, get it for yeah, free. Yeah, read by James fucking Franco. Yes. I mean, how awesome is that? Like, Yes, sir. Uh, so that's what you should get. And then you download that. I'm going to do it. Yeah, you should use the... It. You should, yeah. That's what, I bought it like I, a, I, I, wanted, I bought it from iTunes, like a jackass. <laughs> I don't, I can't remember how much I spent, but I, I purchased I, it. I might check into that. I don't know, um, but if no, not, man, I'm going to do the Audible's thing, and I'm going to use the Long Walk Short yeah. Drink like uh, promo code to get it for free. Um, yes, sir. So, uh, and uh, listen to it that way. So, I'm going to. I I listened to the original audio book version that I have. I finished that. Um, I'm also oh, really? going to wow. go through. I'm also going to go through it uh, in the hard, the, like the hard text uh, that I ordered. That's what I'm going to use to take my notes from. 1979. So that's 
the audio version you heard, pro- I don't know, was it, do you think it's that old? It was or? probably in the, 80s in the 80s or 90s. He had, I mean, he's very cyclical where they kind of like will pull stuff. It's kind of like the Disney vault. Like they pull stuff out and do these like revival things uh. or like new editions of stuff or whatever. Um, one thing or another, like I'm sure they, they might've done an auto audio version of the book when the television show, cause it was popular for like a season or two, you know, uh, they could have re-released anything that had the dead zone, anything to do with the dead zone, you know, audio books, new paperback editions with new cover art, et cetera, you know, stuff like that. I mean, I wouldn't put it past them. So no, but yeah, there's a brand new one just came out April 25th or something with read by James Franco. That's going to be, I'm so looking forward to that. So I'm going to use the long walk, short drink promo code. You guys should do it too. LW or the, the backslash geez. That's twice now. Oh yeah. It's audibletrial.com backslash LWSD. Thank you. Uh, yeah. So check that out. And, uh, uh, get your free copy of the Dead Zone so that you can join us for the book club. Also, uh, awesome is um, I have gone through and I've broken the book up. I know how we're going to split it up uh, and what we're going to read. So I can talk about that now. But to assist me in mm-hmm. guiding you through uh, each week, each reading assignment, um, I ran across a site that has over 6,000 study guides available uh, book on their website, bookrags.com, that has everything you need to study and ace your lit classes. All you need to do is enter the promo code podcast to get 15% off your subscription. Um, so head over there to uh, bookrags.com, enter promo code podcast to get 15% off your subscription. Um, I'm going to be using their lesson plans and study guides for the dead zone to guide our book club. Uh, So you're going to see the results of their product firsthand. So definitely uh, check them out as well, Uh, which is just awesome. I mean, how how great is that? Two sponsorships for this book club. We had a big goddamn Um, week. (laughs) I I know. we, We have a staff now. We like we're a staff of four. That makes this happen um, for you guys. Uh, uh, for that, us, yeah. I mean, I, I am the number one us. fan of the show, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. I look forward to every week. And now I'm thinking I'm probably going to end up listening to it twice each week uh, where I'll listen to that rough mix down probably so I can work on my any additions to the recording log. And then uh, I'll listen when it, once it goes live for all the final edits that yeah. Moto and the polishing that you and he do. Does. Those are those uh, are fun. Like I I edited the la- the last one. I think he and I might switch off and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and I. Uh, but you know he puts a lot of time and he he puts a ton of time honestly into just making um, the quality of our voices sound uh, better than they have any right to right. sound. Um, but then on top of that, he goes through and does all these extra sort of editorial things that um, that are so wonderful. Um, so I like to give him feedback on that cause I know how long it, it takes. And so, yeah, I've heard this, I heard 20 a lot and man, I, I really, that's one of those where it's every bit as, f- I guess they all are. They're as fun to listen to as they were to have the, the conversation. And, uh, that one was a really satisfying one t- for me to hear. That would be like among those that I would use to introduce certain people to the show just because, uh, we had all our bits 
but we were also just shooting the shit and uh or the shinola as it were <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was a fun one yeah absolutely it's the man. gift that no. keeps on giving this show hey and i love it i i mean i look forward to recording it i look forward to listening to it uh now that we're Let's not all start sucking each other's dicks just yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad I'm not the only one to think that. I I, I think that a lot, but that's not like you can't just throw that around and and mix company. No, no, no. (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you you call the wolf? (laughs) Shit. Oh, my God. There's a story I have to get permission to tell that involves the wolf in a real life situation that I would love to share with folks, but I got to I got to get some clearance first. So we'll see. Remind me of that because it's it's a doozy. <laughs> and and incidentally, last night we were on a group uh, text with with Double D, and Spaceballs came up. Yeah, I think he asked us like, "Hey, when are you going to do your Mel Brooks show?" And and so we got into Spaceballs, and I couldn't keep up with you. And at a certain point, I I think I had to do something else and checked out of the conversation. But there were two times in a row that the quotes that you sent or a meme that you found were literally what sprung into my head at that exact moment. <laughs> like, why didn't really? somebody tell me my ass is so big? Really? Uh, what was one of the other ones? <laughs> uh, so many of them. We just kept going for a good little while. That shows yeah. we're going to have to have to talk about that that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so a lot's been happening for our little our little podcast. And so we appreciate everyone out there who's uh, who's listening. And um, if I guess if you're hearing this, that means you. <laughs> And of course, we appreciate our comrades and uh, Moto and Double D and uh, Twinkie and uh, Mr. J and Shamrock and all those who've added to the conversation uh, here on on the on mic. But of course, everyone who's chiming in on the uh, on the Twitter as well. And now our two new goddamn sponsors and two fucking sponsors. Like, how cool is that? <laughs> no. <laughs> um. Yeah, man, just so awesome. Well, what else has been happening, or is this? I know there are some weeks where what is happening is the show. <laughs> has that been the case for you? Um, no. Uh, so I'm trying to think. Um, I've been so this week. I have had mandatory training, uh, for half a day every day. So I've been, and it's like right very early in the morning. So I have to go in there. That means you. Uh, oh, you got to be there physically with your yeah hour and a half commute. Yeah, uh, so I go in and do that for half a day. So uh, this weekend we're heading to Pittsburgh. Uh, got first communion for our niece and uh, to see meet our new nephew who was just born yesterday. Oh, this baby, congratulations! Wow. Oh, thanks. Uh, this this our nephew. He's gonna be. He's gonna play basketball and then pro wrestle in the off season. He the one is, that just was born. <laughs> yeah, uh, he was like twenty-two inches long, almost twenty-three inches long, That's and what she ten said. pounds three ounces. Like that was a big baby. <laughs> I don't have a good perspective on it, but that. I I mean, <laughs> his baby looks like a toddler oh, with a floppy neck. Like that's what it looks like. Whoa. Um. What. Oh, I was going to ask names, but I guess we shouldn't do that. No, no, no. So, uh, so we're going to meet them. Uh, other than that, like nothing really just, uh, oh, we had to buy Ash a new car. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so that's her, coming back uh, to me, but yeah, fill us in. So Ash drove a Prius, uh, was the car that she drove. She got bought it right after we started dating and, uh, 
it was a very old Prius. It was 12 years old. It was a 2005. And uh, recently it, we had had issues with it. Uh, lights had started to come on on top of the issues and ultimately uh, we started to find out that the batteries were going out, like the hybrid batteries were going out, uh, which those tend, those, those are very expensive. Uh, it's about three to $5,000 to replace those. Um, unless you get ref refurbed ones, which you, you totally can. Uh, I would have been totally okay buying the refurb ones, but we just ended up, I was like, babe, we're not going to get anything out of your car. It's 12, it's 12 years old. We might as well just get the, the equity we can out of it. So, um, yeah, we went up, we ended up getting her this really awesome Nissan Sentra, uh, midnight edition. It's like black on black. It's like the paint job is black Ooh. and it's got these awesome black alloy wheels that <laughs> look awesome. So Jack on a <laughs> Jack on a t-shirt, a crow t-shirt back in the day that was listed that was a black logo on a black t-shirt. And he oh, had yeah. it and he liked it, but we always joked about the listing in the catalog as being all they listed it as ultra hip black on black. <laughs> oh man, that's so, so midnight cool, sounds midnight sounds cooler, yeah. Yeah. So that uh that happened. Other than that, really nothing. How about you? Anything big? Uh, well, yeah. Um, so I did. I had a I had a surgery. It was not a, a major surgery, but it it was it had a major impact on me for sure. Um, and so I'm willing to talk about it, but it, it's gross. Um, so I, I don't sent a video overshare. of my sperm out last week. <laughs> well, I, I, I don't. I feel I don't like know. this is. Gr I feel like this is grosser. You know, yeah. No. I mean, can it? Can I? Can we say the b word? Yeah. I, it involves. It, yeah, it involves I think, butt stuff. Right? Yes, it like, involves butt. Stuff, <laughs> <laughs> butt stuff. Hashtag butt stuff. Hashtag yeah. butt stuff. Yeah. So I was gonna uh, let you lead, like if you had any just questions and curiosities, knowing a little bit off mic, and then like I just don't want to be like, and then this happened, and this happened, because like I don't really want to be known for this procedure, yeah. and I also just don't want to oh, gross no, people out. No, no, um, no. But I'm not. You shared so much on this podcast about deaths in the family and the whole 30 and all that. I don't want to be like, like I don't want to talk about my butt stuff. <laughs> so, <laughs> so but I'm, you I'm, also <laughs> should not use that as like, Oh, I need to talk about my butt stuff because yeah, I definitely don't Palmer need to. talked about his dad dying. Right. Like that, yeah. that, that's like my apples and stuff. oranges, man. Like I suppose right, let's just keep those as two separate things and you do whatever you're comfortable <laughs> with. Let's well, how I guess about I'm, that. Yeah. I'm comfortable saying, um, you know, that I had surgery on my butt. Uh, <laughs> it sucked. Um, but I hope that it will, um, that things will be better going forward. Um, it was the 20th and we're talking on the third here. So it's been almost two weeks. And I think they said it was like a six week healing process. The, the fuck. Yeah. It's gross. I mean, the thing is like, it's a, it's a surgery on an orifice that you have to use. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's, it's, it's the healing process yeah. is hard. Yeah. And uh, so are the, um, the processes for which you need to use that area of your I, body. Yeah. I think that's a totally appropriate level of sharing. <laughs> yeah. Right there. It's been, it's, so that's been uh, the majority of the time. Um, well, you're sitting up, you look like yeah. you're comfortable. It doesn't look like you're ready well, to. Yeah. 
you know, you, that you need to stand up or anything. So that's nope. cool. Yeah, but hurts, but um, I can sit on it. Uh, that's what she said. <laughs> but uh, I should leave those out, right? So we can include the uh, the audio clip rather than me saying it. Oh, no, but I think you should say it and then it'll be funny when it comes in. Like, that's what she said. We'll see if Michael Scott can beat yeah. me to it. That's what she said. <laughs> um, no, so, I mean, that's the big thing. Um one reason I thought it might be helpful to talk about is if it were of comfort to other people, because I'd never heard yeah. anyone talk about this surgery before, but I also can't really speak to the benefits of it just yet. I'm still, right. I still have a fucking open wound in my anus. <laughs> so oh, man. that's not going to be I one of the opening clips. Maybe it will be. Oh, we did it. It hurt to laugh. Hashtag. Wounded anus. Yeah, wounded anus. Uh, yeah, that um, it hurt to laugh for a while, but that's getting yeah. better. I'm noticing. Yeah, it's oh, just that's a, good. It's a. So we have two sponsors, and the first thing we talk about wounded is anus. your wounded anus. Yeah, stuff. Well, wounded anus. But but amongst all that, so so maybe I'll talk about it more when I'd be like this. This was life transformative or whatever. So because I was yeah. having lots of trouble. <laughs> In that whole, in my whole pelvic region that ultimately yeah. they were telling me was kind of coming down to some stuff that they could uh, fix surgically that would hopefully help certain like the prostate things and other um, discomforts I was having. I mean, the last like Whoa. six months I've been very consistently uncomfortable and have to waste like, sometimes I'll have to just like take 45 minutes out of my night where I already have almost no time after I get home from my drive and work and stuff just to sit in a tub, just to help alleviate the pain of fucking <laughs> i don't know what wow. like like this, yeah. these various maladies and stuff so so i'm hoping right. this surgery will fix that i still get a stitched up butt piece but hopefully well, it'll, it'll dissolve. be <laughs> I, I, i'm sure it'll be one of those things where it's like you know all of this struggle will pay off and you'll be like me and i i you know I'm so glad I did that, which I is what so. I'm hoping for. Yeah. So. And it's not the kind of thing like uh, I saw the surgeon several times before making the appointment. The whole thing was a very long process. And, you know, it's not something they want you to enter into lightly because of the recovery process is hard. Um, I found out that it was something that my paternal grandfather had had as well, had to have surgery for as well. And so it runs. Oh, wow. So I think it's a combination of just like. You know genetics and uh, some stress and stuff like that, but um, but I did. We had uh, we had con uh, concert tickets or comedy tickets to see uh, Mark Marin uh, last Saturday. Oh yeah, um, I love his podcast WTF, which I only discovered in the last couple of years. I think with the President Obama episode, I checked in on and and have not checked out since. And uh, I really get a lot out of that show, and I appreciate that guy's way of doing things, and um. And so he was coming through on a, a stand-up tour, but it happened to be Minneapolis was the, the taping for his Netflix special. So we got to go oh, that's to that. Awesome. Yeah, it was really great. Uh, the bride and I went and uh, was at the So you're going to be on Netflix, dude. That's well, spectacular. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, we were back too far, but there were a lot of opportunities because they need to fill those. Like hey, were seats. you in that audience? Oh Were sure, yeah. I do yeah. know when I so clapped and when I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're so you're gonna be on Netflix, that's right. man. That's pretty awesome. That's right. That's a uh, um my buddy uh my buddy uh Yost who, who plays drums in my band uh when when we're able to he he's a 
he's a, a grip. He works uh, mostly in New York, but around and around, like he's you know part of a freelance crew that gets hired. And he did. Uh, he worked on Nick Offerman's Netflix special. I can't remember. What oh, it's awesome. Yeah. But th- this is what happens. Like, you know, people are wanting to get drinks and stuff, but they got to start on time. And they usually tape two shows, like kind of back to back so that they can mix and match uh, for the editing purposes. And so him and a bunch of the other crew members for that one got stuck right down front because like, for whatever reason, oh, wow. they just needed bodies uh, yeah. because people were, you know, out having drinks and stuff. So it was interesting to see how that worked, like how the people got shuffled around a lot to make sure that the that the seats were filled for the for the the taping and um and wtf is cool in that uh i've thought about doing this for our show but it's worked out differently and i'm glad we do it the way we do it but he tapes interviews always uh with some pretty famous people like i mentioned you know president obama um and then what he also does is has bits at the beginning you know he's got sponsor stuff and then he rolls in the opening and then he just kind of catches people up on what's going on in his own life. He'll say like what's happening with his cats or something that might be bothering him. Otherwise uh, an encounter or something he's had that does of note or amusing. And then they'll roll in the, the interview and then he'll come back at the end and be like, wasn't that great? And he'll play a little guitar and that's that. Um, so it was very neat. This, the, on Monday, to hear like him talk about the special. And I was like, I was, I was there, <laughs> you know, like he was yeah. talking about something that I also experienced. Uh, he was talking about, um, it was, he got very emotional. I couldn't tell from where we were sitting. He's like, yeah, he's like the first, he's like, I don't know if we'll use the first or second uh, taping. They did like a seven o'clock and maybe a 10 o'clock. He said, uh, cause I came out and uh, I was just overwhelmed. And I spent the first like, you know, 30 seconds trying not to cry. <laughs> oh, so, wow. So he's like, I really kind of threw off my, my, uh, you know, how I intended to start things. So I don't know if there'll be much of my, uh, the one that we saw or not, but that was my first outing, uh, you know, after the surgery and it was probably just well enough to like get through it. And that was another thing too. Cause they were like, you know, this is being taped. So do not get up, <laughs> but it was oh, only, shit. it was short. It was like, 70 minutes, I think, was what it was down to. So I knew I could do it. But the bride was like watching people get up, you know, to get drinks and stuff. And she was like, you pieces of shit. You don't know what my husband has been through. <laughs> so, Oh, yeah. So. She's a very big mama bear. Yes, sir. She is. <laughs> Which yeah. is so funny because she gives you so much shit. Oh, but yeah. nobody else can give you shit. Like That's even very like true. the slightest shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, she'll she'll teasing. She likes teasing, but if it's something serious, then uh, boy, oh, the yeah. scissor hands come out, and she'll <laughs> cut a bitch. <laughs> yep, in a second, and yeah. you don't want to. You don't want to get cut. You don't want to be on me. that end of it. Yeah. <laughs> But no. yeah, so that's the, that's been, um, and so I've been home recovering as well. Um, and, yeah. uh, just went back to work in person the first time yesterday and stuff, but, uh, and that went fine. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. Um, and there's, there's some stuff, you know, you know, <laughs> because the surgery is what it is. Like there are certain, you know, things that aren't yeah. as easy or as, um, tidy as would be nice. <laughs> But it's okay. Yeah. But uh, pun always un- included. But I got to um uh. Listen, Dave, I'm behind you. Okay. 
Like, I'll tell you one of my favorite things about, I don't have any favorite things about this. There's a handful of things, like, and there are people and interactions with certain medical professionals. Uh, but when I saw the first consult for a surgeon, it wasn't the specialist, but he was hilarious and had a great bedside manner. And he was just like, one of the first things he did is sat down. He's like, he's like, don't worry. He kind of hits me in the legs. He's like, we'll get to the bottom of this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh man and i if think you're gonna start with the pun that's the way to do it he had man. another good one too i can't remember and then the the guy that um put like the thing in your hand for the iv he you know they everybody there like at the the hospital i've never had a surgery before other than wisdom teeth and that that whole procedure was very interesting how they kind of move you through these various stages and um several people from nurses or whatever ask you what you're doing and i'm like oh <laughs> I'm having a, I'm having a hemorrhoidectomy, and they're like, boop, <laughs> it just shuts them right the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, you because know, he, oh my god, what do you say to that? But then, uh, so the the guy, I guess I don't know what you call him if he's the phlebotomist or whatever, but uh, he 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 took in that information. He's trying to because some small talk, I guess. And he's like, I guess all the pain in the ass jokes have been used up, right? <laughs> I was like, no, nah, man, go ahead. I'll, I need all the jokes I can get right now. Oh, so, that's so awesome. Uh, so I've been home recovering from that. And my 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 like secret hope was that I was going to be just well enough to really like work on my own projects. <laughs> uh, other than, so I mean, I, I did edit the show and that was really nice to have that time to do that. I was able to kind of half lay down and do that. But I've also got to get back to um, this documentary that I've been working on that I'll, I'll talk more about at a later date when it it's something that other people can see. But it's, uh, I mean, the, 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 the short of it is it's, it's based around the last album and tour I made with uh, my brother and Yost, who I mentioned. So um, we did an interview with someone who knew our, our previous efforts and and pro and kind of hit us with such insight that uh, it was a much more um, uh, moving and um, comprehensive experience of an interview than I was any of us were prepared for. So that when I thought I was going to make some short short promotional clip, has grown into this sort of feature length thing that has a lot more to do with just one record than than anything else. But um, it's been hard to make time, find time for that. So I've gotten back to that a little bit, which has been really gratifying. And then, of course, the the support from 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 you and Moto and Double D has also made that kind of possible. So so it's been a mixed bag of you know <laughs> butt wounds and uh, comedy shows and uh, personal projects that I've gotten to return to. Oh yeah, but uh, that's all. Well, yeah. Yeah, it's that's a life, mixed right? bag, right? That's life, <laughs> yeah. right? That's, that's a mixed bag. Um, that's awesome, man. Huh. So, man, I, I'm, I'm just still on like cloud nine that we have sponsors. Like I know get, like, the, <laughs> some of that's new. Like this, the, the one about the study guides, that's like an, what an hour old that news. Yeah. We got, yeah. At, at, at the, um, well, if only I had a supercomputer that fit in the palm of my hand. Check <laughs> you know, I think I have screen grabs from when you were, um, rejoicing. 703. So yes. that was uh two hours ago. That's great. Seven o'clock. Yeah. Um so yeah, I, I oh, yeah, it's just so 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 cool. What uh what's so, uh what's your um 
Well, as long as we're talking about medical stuff, let's get off butt stuff <laughs> and get on to uh, lung stuff. <laughs> oh, uh, we're going to talk about some uh, smoking stats yeah, here. Yeah, how's that so going let's for you? Do, uh... So um, I've been a non-smoker for 303 days, uh, 11 hours and 57 minutes. I've not smoked... Um, Five thousand one hundred and fifty nine cigarettes like that just Whoa. grosses me out. Five thousand cigarettes. That's like the uh, the fifteenth sequel to two hundred cigarettes, and it's got like Affleck and yeah. Christina Ricci in it. <laughs> That's oh. a crazy number. Yeah, um, I've saved one thousand five hundred forty seven dollars, um, and I've gained back. 20 days, 18 hours, 44 minutes, and 59 seconds on my life. Nice. Good man. <laughs> um, but I did, like, a total transparency, again, for the sake of sharing, I, uh, I told Ash I'm probably going to be going, uh, I'm going to go back to um, a meeting, I think. Oh, they, I didn't uh, know they had meetings for for smoking. I guess that makes. Oh, you did tell me about. Yeah, that's that how I did early the, on. Yeah, how I did the the did it originally is that there was this, a group that you go to, and they give you the lozenges and the patches for that's free. Right. Which, if anybody's listening, uh, so the big, all the big tobacco settlements that happened in the late '90s and early 2000s is that I I I don't even know around what time that was, but. Part of that settlement was they had to pay buku money that goes towards. So the the be the generation that ends smoking campaign, uh, the uh, truth, the hashtag truth campaign, uh, the one where like all everybody with the stomas are are talking and about what they did with, and it's all because of smoking. Why they that happened. Um, these groups, if you're in Ohio, if you're in Ohio and listening to this, one eight hundred quit now. I think is the Ohio's number, uh, where they will all of that settlement. A, a large portion of that money was set aside to pay for all of those services. So all those ads get paid for through with this money. The group that I went through, the patches that I used, the lozenges that I used, all get paid for with this money. Um, so. Uh, you should definitely take advantage of it if you're um, I, I, if you're anything like me, which I'm just going to tell you right now. Anytime you've said to yourself, "I have to be the only smoker that thinks like this," you're lying. There's again always at least a hundred people who have the same idea, right? So, uh, and with smoking, I'm guaranteeing you, it's going to be more. So, just seriously, if you're a smoker that just hates every cigarette that you smoke, but you just do it because you have to. Uh, that was me, and you can quit, and you should take advantage of these services. Uh, so, yeah. So they call uh, that number, and then from that number, you find out where the meeting that, is. That, they will act, um, because my, the group that I was in, uh, my, the group leader even said, if you get to two months from now and you get the urge and you don't have any patches or lozenges, oh, excuse me, jeez. I was up really late working on that spreadsheet, so now I'm oh, yeah. like droopy. I know that feeling. It's kind of good though, right? Like you, yeah, you're tired, but you're like, I fucking did this thing. Yeah, and it's amazing. Like I'm using it right now, and it's like looking. It looks spectacular. Um. So, uh, 
I'm oh, going so, through. Yeah, you call them. So you call the number. They they hook you up with how to get. Oh yeah, to the, and they'll send you they'll send you patches or lozenges for free, like in the mail. Oh, they take sure. your address and they send you the stuff. They'll counsel you over the phone. Even they'll do basically the group that I did in person. You can do that through that one eight hundred quit now number. Nice. So, uh, it it it's really seriously. Um, if you're in Ohio, at least, and I'm pretty sure. The part of the settlement was it was th- this money was supposed to be divided up across each state. So uh, you have your state should have some services that can help you quit and don't feel ashamed that you need help doing that. If you could, I'm going to tell you right now, if you're listening to this and you're a smoker, there's probably at least a time in your life where you've wanted to quit so if you could have done it, you would have then. Mm. So now try it with a little bit of intervention and see if that helps and see what kind of progress you get. That's great advice. <laughs> so, But to, you feel the need to go back to a meeting because it's been a little more difficult I, recently? I, yeah, I, uh, I just really have had uh, cravings. Um, that's to say the least. Like, that's just what it is. I... Um, I mean, not enough that I've smoked, but enough that it's worried me. So I, you know, just for ease of mind, like they said yeah. at the meeting, when I did go through the meetings, uh, they were, they called it a, um, a like a nicotine re reset. So whenever you start to feel bad, you just, the next you know time the meeting happens, you just show up and you just sit through the meeting. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm pretty sure that's the same with any support group. You know, all all doors are always open. So, um, yeah. Well, that's good. Do you find that certain things kind of trigger the the hankerings, like certain activities, or is uh, it more of a no? It's just I like pumping gas. Yeah, yeah. I, guess that's I remember a good that one. from an earlier episode. You but they're know, just so. I and I just wondered if there was something that made it suddenly harder than it has been. Because, uh, you know, we've been talking for a while, and that's the first time you t- talked about going back to to the, you know, to the meetings. Yeah. Um, it, it is the first time that I, I have I have thought about that. And, uh, you know, it was just, again, it was one of those things that I told, I told Ash. I was like, I, I just want to do this just so I can be cautious about it. So, yeah. Good man, good man. Yeah, I think I, I know that that's something. Uh, as we as we pick up uh, more listeners, like that's. I think it's really that that's one of the things that made me willing to. It's it's yeah you yeah you've been open about this pro- process as well. You've been open about a lot of things, such that I felt compelled to <laughs> talk about my butt stuff. <laughs> nice. <laughs> because because I do think like if you hear it, if it, it resonates with you, it just it does. It helps you feel like not alone. And these problems. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah. But so that's problems. What about pleasures? Uh, Palmer's pleasure right now. Um, well, it my my. Can I save my pleasure for the King Corner? Can we? Hey, man, this right is your the, podcast, my podcast. We are the grownups, and we do whatever we, the fuck we want. That's right. Right. <laughs> right. So I I would like to hold off on my okay. Um on on my uh, Palmer's pleasure right now, but I would be more than happy to to hear your Dave Diggs. Oh yeah, this has been uh the Dave Diggs thing. I I made an effort. 
uh, recently to keep it to one. Like, because I remember you asking in an earlier episode, like, is it okay if I have more than one Palmer's pick? And I was like, of course, you're the adult. You can do whatever you want. Right, 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 but, right. Uh, our shows are so long and stuff. I thought, you know, let's let's make it just one per time. But so I've had a few and then they're kind of stockpiling. So it's like they're a little bit further in the past sometimes. Um, but uh, <laughs> this is the, I'm not sure how many in a row have been podcasts, which is such a kind of bad idea. <laughs> like, go listen to the other podcast. <laughs> But what are you going to do? Uh, I listen to our podcast, other podcasts, and, and all of these podcasts I'm recommending. So if I have the the time in the car or whatever, <laughs> or in the bathtub while I'm trying to relieve my <laughs> pelvic pain, then certainly someone else must. So I have another podcast, my Dave's Digs for this week. Now get ready. We're going to play some rock and roll. It's alive. It's alive. I have been expecting that is a bad guy. Can we go, please? No, I'm enjoying this. Who are you? I'm Batman. Who's a grumpy bastard? Yeah, I'm a grumpy bastard. <laughs> What's going on? Why don't you tell me a story? What do you mean? This is punk. I don't need you. Don't think. Feel. One time, Daniel said. Talk hard. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Are you ready? No, Joey Charles, All right, so my Dave Diggs uh, for this week is a podcast called S Town. Have you heard of this? I have. I this sounds familiar, but yeah, it's um, it's from uh, it's from the same people who who um, uh, produce Serial and This American Life. So, do you remember? Did you listen to Serial, the podcast? Um, I don't think I can do a great job of summarizing it, but it was basically, I, I think, a, a This American Life story that grew into its own miniseries uh, podcast where there was a kid who was arrested in high school in the late 90s, uh, I think 1999, <laughs> as most things have, have happened yeah. <laughs> on this show. I think he was... Arrested then for the murder of his girlfriend, oh. and uh, and he was always believed by certain members of the community to be innocent. And this one lawyer, I think, approached—I hope I'm not getting this too wrong—but approached uh, uh, this American Life uh, or a producer there and, to help them kind of shed some light on what they felt to be this wrongful imprisonment. Um, and then the the podcast is a is is that reporter kind of investigating the case and it became this cultural phenomenon and it was it was very compelling i'm not sure why they i mean they called it serial because it was a weekly podcast where sort of things would uh develop in this story but it wasn't like it wasn't <clears throat> like news you know it wasn't um this just in like they would craft the story based on the investigations they were doing they would talk to people they would talk to the um the guy imprisoned um adnan Said, i think is his name anyway a lot has come from that like offshoot podcasts things like actually movements um legal and otherwise like i to help to help that guy's cause um, anyway, so they did a follow-up to Serial that was about, there was a similar approach about a different topic that, um, 
didn't resonate much with me. But like Serial, the bride and I locked into a, t- into a big bad way and listened to like on trips back to Ohio for Christmas and stuff. So when it was when we heard about this S Town from the producers of This American Life and and Serial, we're like, hmm. I heard it described as a combination of making of a murderer. Is that what's the Netflix series? Do you know what I'm talking about? Not how to get away with murder. With Viola. no, I know what one you're talking about. I think it's making of a making murder. a murderer. I think is yeah. What it is. They. I'll check I, my supercomputer. And awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Um. I uh. I heard it. Uh, yeah, that's our dynamic. Like Palmer has the supercomputer in his pocket, and I just I have a notebook in my lap and just conjecture. That was actually my dick's nickname in college: supercomputer in my pocket. Like, <laughs> well, supercomputer, and then I would be like, and it's, it fits in my pocket. Is that a supercomputer in your pocket? Or <laughs> reach right in there. Uh oh, what's I say about? Oh, so I heard it described as a combination of um, how to make a, a murderer with Twin Peaks. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> really? Yeah. It's like, that's very oh, interesting. <laughs> and, Lynch. Um, David Lynch. Oh, God, yeah. That's coming up. And I've seen that. So a little bit of coverage on that. Oh, Jesus. I'm gonna, I might actually get Showtime just to watch this without having to wait. The, the Twin Peaks. Uh, oh, not yeah. reboot, but the... Resuming of the story, uh, uh, making a murderer is the making name a murderer, and and yeah. now having listened to S Town, which is um, I think it's a closed um, series. So like Serial, I they were still working on it as they were publishing it. So it was you didn't know like are you gonna find out what happens? Like is there gonna be a conclusion to this whole thing with the what they're investigating? Um, you didn't you didn't know like it was just kind of ongoing at a certain point. They kind of stopped it. Um, but, but S town is a closed series, uh, of, I think six or seven episodes. Um, they were all launched at once kind of Netflix style, um, as a, as a podcast and they call them chapters. And, uh, and so I think the bride tried it and, and then she's like, I think you would, I think you would like this. Um, and she started to tell me about it and I listened and really did like it. So I don't want to get too much into what it is because ultimately it's a mystery, um, I think okay. that description is pretty good. I'll read the the short description that they have on their on their website, which we'll tweet out. Because you can, you know, you can find it on Stitcher, you can find it on iTunes, all of those things. Sure. So uh S Town. So that's uh actually let me do the about. Ah, eh, fuck it. This is how they do have it on their homepage. So it says John despises his Alabama town and decides to do something about it. He asks a reporter to investigate the son of a wealthy family who's allegedly been bragging that he got away with murder. But then someone else ends up dead, sparking a nasty feud, a hunt for hidden treasure, and an unearthing of the mysteries of one man's life. Um, which is more than I knew about it going in. Uh, and I kind of, but I know I, I can imagine like if I'm going to recommend it, I should say something about it. So I think that's, that's probably enough. Um, it's, oh man, it's, it's, um, it's, uh, you know, it's one of those things that gives you a lot of different emotions. Like it's, yeah. you don't quite know always how to feel about people. They do unfold the story 
in a deliberate way where like maybe one like like lost or something. I mean, is like it you're have a jack and fabricated or, or is no. this is this a real case? This is a real case. Well, yeah. So basically this guy, he he reached out to this American life, this John uh, B. McLemore. Uh, and he's like my so this I didn't know either, but I'll share because what the hell S town stands for shit town. And so he says, Ooh. like, I live in this shit town and all of this corruption is going on here. And he and uh, he keeps kind of asking them to come down and investigate. And he gets in this long term kind of email back and forth with one of their producers. And eventually that guy goes down there and he does start to I, I think it started as a This American Life, like short subject and grew into this larger thing. Um, But, man, it's a. Uh, that really sounds like the wild and wonderful whites of West Virginia. Oh, I've, uh, what's that? I, I've never heard of that. Uh, well, I don't want to cut you off. I'll let you finish, and then oh, I'll no, talk that, about that. But this, um, this, no, no, go ahead. I yeah, I mean, I I don't have a lot of else that wouldn't be spoilery. So, um, it it is this. It's this documentary that was on Netflix. It might still be on there, um, where. Same deal. This guy does this little small piece on this one man down in West Virginia. And in that time that he spends with him, he realizes that he is one character in a very large ensemble cast of a family. And ultimately, he later on in his career, he gets wrapped up with Johnny Knoxville and oh, uh, the and, bride loves John. I'm pretty sure the bride would leave me for Johnny Knoxville. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, she, don't tell uh, him and, that. And but. Tremaine and 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 ends up in the Jackass guys. Well, he ends up getting Dick House, their production company, best production company name of all time. <laughs> of all time, uh, gets their production company to produce a a full feature documentary on this family down in West Virginia, which are the whites that is their last name. So it's the wild so, whites of West Virginia. Is it, that right? It's the wild and wonderful whites of West Virginia. Okay. And it's basically like three to four generations of people who, um, I, I, I don't, I don't want to misrepresent it. Uh, it's just a great documentary, but that reminded me of that where it started as a really small piece because they even talk about that in the documentary, how he shot this one little small thing and it ended up, it intrigued him so much that 10 years later in his career, he comes back to West Virginia to shoot a feature length on this family, on this one family. Uh, and it is fascinating, like extremely fascinating. I, I'm it's into a, it. And if yeah. Johnny Knoxville's into it, <laughs> in yeah. it, I think I can get the bride to watch. Uh, he he is not in it uh, though. That I mean, ah, it it is I'll definitely <laughs> in its own product uh, project. So, um, but yeah, I I would highly recommend it. Uh, awesome. But this S Town really sounds interesting. Uh, I like the fact that it's a real case or it's a real events, uh, but is, presented yeah. in a way that's a mystery. Like that's very yeah, interesting. It, it unfolds and it's not like without spoiling too much. I mean, they spoil more kind of in that synopsis than anything. Like it's not so much about this one case. It's really about this town and about this man. Um, and how, how, ah, yeah, man, there's so many mysteries in it. And it, it, it 
it, it really uh, it is a great comparison whoever made that connection between making of a murder and twin peaks it's it's it is that it's it's got like the kind of charm and and darkness and mystery of twin peaks with the the real life kind of court case drama uh, uh and did did he didn't he or something of the making of a murder um yeah and, and family ties and not family ties the show but uh, like the yeah it's it was um you know it made me think made me laugh made me cry like it uh i couldn't tell you another podcast the, the serial didn't make me cry um but but this did uh, a couple times i was like and it was like, really caught off guard by it um and, and it's nice that, you know, podcasts, sometimes it's a lot to recommend. I know I've been recommending a lot of podcasts, and for the most part, they've been single episodes at least. <laughs> um, this one is like six or seven, and they're about an hour long or 45 minutes. So it's not yeah. a huge time commitment, um, but it's easily as enjoyable as like a show you'd binge on Netflix or something. So so it's, it's, it's you know, it's been out for a little while now, so it's not it's like, you know, it's, it's not like I'm breaking news here, but it... it I do think folks would uh, do well uh, and, and their lives would be enriched <laughs> to check out shit town. <laughs> I can't tell you how fun it is just to hear him say shit town in the opening. Like, you know, it's like one of those, um, I don't listen to this American life. This sounds, terrible. you know, you know how I can be just like terrible about certain things like hipsters and stuff. Like I just can't have it. <laughs> and so I don't, I can't with Ira Glass or like I just that, that, sound of the their voice and the like i don't know uh, all right you know here wait i'll do my best i don't even listen but i'll do my best of like what's so irritating about it um but despite that kind of irritation i love this so much it's like john despises his alabama town and has to do something about it he asked a reporter to investigate you know what i mean like that this kind of like new york yeah radio it's a kind of an affect that like that is mostly like i'm sure Iverglass talks like that but everyone else just learned to talk like Iverglass. so anyway i at first i'm hearing that i'm hearing about some of the like things that are bad in the town i'm just like oh always with this like murder and the sexual violence like fuck this i don't need this and this goddamn guy talking like this but i was very quickly <laughs> <laughs> I feel about most things when I start. I don't need any of this shit. <laughs> yeah. Fuck all of it. Yeah. And so, but I was, um, within the first episode, I was hooked. Um, awesome. I can't even remember why. So I definitely, yeah, I heartily recommend that for folks who've got a little drive time or whatever. It's, uh, it's, it's, um, it's a mystery. It's a kind of study of one man. It's a study of a town that you, the kind of town, it's not, you know, man, it's a little Ritman-esque the way that this town is described, honestly. More more the Ritman now than the one we grew up in, if that makes sense. Like the one where there's bars on the windows of, of Main Street and more gun shops and stuff. Um, yeah. And a heroin problem. <laughs> but, I mean, I'm sure there are good things going on in Ritman, but those kind of... Um, anyway, I think maybe I related on that kind of small town... Thing as well but man, yeah i really i am definitely still digging it even though i finished it weeks ago and have other dave's digs in in the hopper that's the one i'm calling out today the hopper yeah <laughs> hopper. The you, hopper. Uh, 
just watched some kind of Boston thing. I can't think what it was. Oh, we tried to watch Affleck's movie um, By Night or something, Live By Night. I don't know. We we literally couldn't between me having to run to the to the bathroom and stuff for my surgeries and false starts. I think it's called Live by Night that Ben Affleck directed last year that came out on video. We actually didn't get past like 20 minutes and just returned it. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, so it's, it might see? be better than I gave it credit for, but it's no Argo. <laughs> so. Yeah. Not at all. Anyhow. You were saving your uh, pleasure for something. Did you want me to do the shit the bride says as well? Was it tied to? Oh, it's tied um, to the king. How about quarter, we talk about it? my new? How about we talk about my new segment? Let's put the, my new oh, segment. Oh yeah, in I, this is a. And then we can then we'll do a shit something? the bride says, and then we'll do a, a king corner, and then we'll call it a, a show. How's I like that? it. Yes. And then it'll be a nice short, tight episode. I mean, not a three-hour epic long one. So. <laughs> um, so oh, for this new segment, I'm gonna turn on the lightsabers. Oh, folks can't see me as well, but um, that's my Star Wars lamp. You can see on yeah. the Twitter. Okay, new segment. Okay. So, did you say it like it has a theme song or something? I'm gonna I'm going to put a uh, an intro together, which will roll in right now. Learning from the internet. Ever wish you knew how to do something? Bored with your current station in life and want to change directions? Ever wonder how the hell to learn a new hobby? Then get off your ass and grab that supercomputer out of your pocket. The internet is filled with people just living for views and clicks. They want to trade their knowledge for exposure. So, Palmer is on a mission to prove that with access to YouTube and Google... You can learn how to do anything. So join him as he learns, learns from, from the, the internet. internet. So basically what I was thinking, I was listening to the last episode that we, um, I talk about how I hate it when people say like, nobody should say, I wish I knew how to do this. Oh yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I, um, I, I don't think it's going to be like every show that this is going to happen, but uh, this is definitely going to be the first time that the, uh, this is just a little test of, of this segment to see how it kind of goes. So, um, where I'm going to learn something like some weird quirky thing from the internet <laughs> and then, and then like, uh, demonstrate it for anybody that's watching us live. I guess they would be able to see it. Uh, it's going to have a physical demonstration. It might, it might be like, you know, I, I guess theoretically like the, the recording log would be an example of something that I use oh, yeah. the internet to learn how to do. You could do a screen share. Yeah, I, I could, I could right? do that. That's a, that's a piece of it. Uh, that wasn't the quirky thing that I was going to do. So, oh, you got one. Um, oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I have one. Uh, so, uh, but that would be an example. Like I, because I totally did use the internet to learn how to do, like that. That spreadsheet is a result of of the internet and the knowledge that you can learn with just like some really good like Google searches. You know, uh, which that's a skill that. Google searches in and of itself, I wouldn't mind a tutorial on. <laughs> yeah, that is a skill that is definitely, that should be taught in school. 
I think. Just a, right along like APA should be how to do a or thorough... Or for us English majors. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, or Chicago style for uh, us publishers and pizza aficionados. Aficionados. <laughs> uh. Oh, my God. I have not been able to eat things like cheese. Oh. Which obviously you, you know so much about, but I, I can't. Yeah, eat man, pizza. I'm so sorry. Avocado. Well, you, know. you can eat an avocado, and that's the closest I found to cheese. It's like eating a stick of butter. I do. Oh, God. I love me an avocado. Yeah. yeah. I can eat those motherfuckers just raw. I mean, not the skin, obviously, but. Right. Yeah. Right. Thank you. That's a, That'll do as a substitute. The bride, incidentally, makes these cauliflower pizzas. So there's no, mm-hmm. it's a cauliflower crust. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that. It's no, really good. No. It's yeah, it's I don't know. It's um no. it's it's thin crust pizza and I prefer thicker, but yeah. uh man, when we have them it I it <coughs> scratches that itch no problem. Like it's, I, they're really good. Uh, maybe so, next time you're out we'll have it. But so you have learned something So kooky. this is my so I will uh, I, I'll send a link out to there's a there's a that variety of videos fucking that fucking butterfly knife? It this is a butterfly knife trainer. Oh my All god. Right. So you don't cut yourself. Uh, Holy I have, fuck. I have a couple actual real ones, but this is just the trainer. <laughs> okay, you're going to have to say more about that, but hold that up so we can grab a screen grab for the for the non-live. Let's see that blade uh, part, too. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. You need so to explain have, a lot here. <laughs> um, I have always been fascinated with uh, these are called balasongs, right? Or butterfly knives. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know the actual name for it. I <clears> just knew been it from Big Trouble so, China. <laughs> um, I actually have a fascination with not with guns. That like my father really liked guns, and I'm not a huge gun guy at all. Like, uh, I, actually, I'm gonna I'm going to be taking two of my father's guns and keeping them. And I, it really makes me, I'm really conflicted over it because it kind of goes against like some really deep seated, like personal values. I have absolutely zero problems with anybody owning guns. My, again, my father owned, I went shooting with my father before my father owned a lot of guns, but personally I just have never, I don't hunt. I don't see any need to have a gun. And so that was that. And so now I'm compromising that because I do want to hunt and I do want to have my fa- one of my father's rifles so that I can hunt. And uh, yeah, so, but I've always been fascinated with other kinds of weapons, knives and swords, especially uh, like I told Ash, whenever we end up with a house, I want to decorate my office with um, human heads. No fictional oh, weapons, like uh, <laughs> so, like uh, proton packs and oh, uh, lightsabers, and those like and just have an armory. It looks like an armory, oh, but it's man. all fictitious weapons. That's you know what great. I mean? Like, wouldn't that be awesome? That would be very cool. <clears throat> so uh, that's what I want. Um, and again, through the spiral of YouTube that you and that as one does. Uh, you just run across like knife videos with like I I so I watch like those make videos Sorry. which leads I to I do not run across knife videos but go on No no listen like I'll give you the I'll give you the progression you're right it doesn't just like appear on your on your suggestions 
So I watch a lot of videos like I linked for the last episode with uh, like Jimmy Darista, right? So like making stuff. Through that, I start getting suggestions of forging. So people making like that's a different type of craft. So you're it's people like forging swords and knives, uh, forging just in general. And then that starts zeroing down towards swords and knives. And now the swords and knives lead to uh, videos of people showing off their knife collections, uh, which leads to, hey, there's really awesome knockoff knives that you can get dirt cheap from from China. Hmm. And so that's what I was like, you know what? I've always wanted a butterfly knife like you... So Ohio law is really ambiguous. Uh, it basically says you can't carry around a deadly weapon, right? So there's no oh, yeah. clear definition. Like it doesn't it doesn't discriminate against any knife, huh. right? Uh, but you it. However, just saying it's a deadly. I mean, anything could be a deadly weapon. Yeah, Ani right? DeFranco has this great lyric about any tool can be a weapon if you hold it right. <laughs> right, right. No, that's and that's exactly right. Uh, so it's not like I want to carry these around on my hip, you know, because as like I, I don't need to carry around a butterfly knife. But I, I do like currently now there's like that trend for those fidgets. Have you seen those like little they're like little toys uh, for somebody that needs something to do that you hold. There's like those spinners uh, where it's just a ball bearing on like a thing and you can spin them around. They spin really fast. You hold the ball bearing and they spin. And there's like there's a little click box with these different things that you push. Hmm. But I just thought like this would be a nice like thing if I'm sitting on the couch by myself. Like if, if there's people around, obviously it would become annoying really quick. But uh, No, that'd be the most badass thing I can think of. So, for you to just sit there and do. <laughs> so um, I I wanted to learn how, like I wanted a ballast song. I wanted a butterfly knife and I wanted to learn how to like, how to open it coolly. Fuck right? yeah, that's, that's and, half uh, the thing. <laughs> um, I mean, because anybody can just do this, like, and be like, wah, 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 you know, that's that doesn't do anything. And so <laughs> um, I used YouTube videos in about a week to really, like, learn the process of, like, opening and closing uh, so that it looks kind of... Like, you know what you're doing. And it's really not that hard. That's what she said. But it looks like it's flourishy, you know? Um, so I will. That. I have I have been sitting on the couch just, like, <laughs> watching wicked. TV, watching YouTube. Like, I, I like one of my funniest stories about my dad was I went, went over to visit him, and he was sitting on the couch in his pajamas holding an M16. And I'm like, what? what the hell are you doing? And he's like, well, I heard you were, I knew you were coming over. I wanted to show you my new gun. I was like, dad, I, I talked to you like two hours ago. I was like, have you been sitting there holding that gun for the last two hours while you watched the, the Discovery Channel? Uh, oh, yeah, I guess it has been two hours, you know, like, I'm like, holy shit. And now I'm sitting there watching, I'm watching YouTube, like spinning around a, a, a butterfly knife and just like. Um, so there's, there's, uh, someone chime in, uh, on the Twitter or something, uh, who is it in big trouble? That's why I love 
butterfly knives because of Big Trouble in Little China. I feel like it's um. I feel like it's Al uh, Leong. He, he uh, you would know him to see him, but I feel like he's got a little butterfly knife uh, business going on. But uh, yeah, so that's so we had a toy uh, butterfly knife, basically like kind of what you have that we were able to get. I, I think you could get things like that in the eighties. Like I don't know if you could get like a toy butterfly knife at like you know Toys R Us, if Toys R Us still exists. <laughs> children's palace or kb toys <laughs> but uh me and moto had one <laughs> uh, that is a badass that is a badass toy store that's like yeah we sell they probably sell plastic butterfly knives but that's and, like uh, where we got them we got them like at toy stores you used to be able to get stuff like when we did the crow even like we were able to get these like nine millimeter breta looking guns that we just spray painted the tip black and they were good because it was a different <laughs> time i guess Incidentally, whenever I think of Children's Palace, you remember Children's Palace? Do you remember that? Oh, where yeah. that would be Over in the, there in Barberton, right across from Rolling Acres. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think of that and a few things I got there. But then I think that's where Tom Cruise's character worked in, in The Color of Money. <laughs> they go into Children's Palace and you see really? him there like selling panda bears or something to people. Oh, that's And then crazy. Paul Newman's like, you should come play pool with me. But... In any event, you did not get yours from Children's Palace. <laughs> you got this trainer. Um, what's the proper name again? Sorry, you said it, but I forgot. Uh, Balasong. 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 Jawas. <laughs> Jawas. <laughs> that's what I was thinking, too. Um, so that's the, just proof. That's the crazy thing that I learned in about a week. Uh, a week of just that's like watching awesome. YouTube videos. Uh, to just like... You should open. walk tankers just doing that. <laughs> like, no, that's no, because that, that's I'll get arrested because this is like this is a deadly. Way. This isn't. Uh, this is, is, is a trainer. Is that plastic? One, the 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 blade looking part? No, of it? no, no. This it is, is metal. Thick, it's thick, heavy metal, like it's steel. Oh shit! Oh no! Okay. <laughs> oh, well. You could look Jawas. cool on the couch. Jawas. <laughs> I have to sample <laughs> that. I that my I'm head I'm going to sample that. I'm going to make uh. note of that right now. <laughs> yeah. So that's the new segment. Uh, that's great. I'm, I'm just going to learn, like, I'm going to learn some crazy thing to do from the internet, and then I'm going to demonstrate it and talk about, like, the learning process and share the videos that I, uh, you know, like, the best of the videos that I found. Uh, that helped me learn that thing, that crazy thing. And maybe they might not be as crazy. Sometimes they might be more crazy than not. Um, I don't know. We'll see. That, uh, yeah. Big or small, that's really cool. I mean, it's great to learn things, obviously. <laughs> and I, I feel like I learn things very rarely. <laughs> so. Well, I just hope it inspires people to go out and use this great resource that we have to yeah. um, actually do stuff. So. When I was talking to I was, I was texting with Double D yesterday, and he... Uh, I was telling him how the few tweets he sent out got so much more engagement than most of the ones I've done over the last few months. And he he referenced you. He's like, well, you know, wise men once said, like, don't say you don't know how to do anything. And I did some research and I watched some videos. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, this is what I come up with. And I'm thinking to myself, like, I researched this, but I was like, I never watched any videos. And yeah. that was the better part of 10 years ago. So things have changed. I mean, obviously Twitter didn't exist 10 years ago, but well, my research it, on the topic is very out of date. So um, what's funny is oh, my phone must be downstairs. Uh, if somebody's tweeting me. 
You just look at your watch like James Bond. He's <laughs> like, oh, someone's tweeting me on my watch. <laughs> um, yeah, we are up to three viewers. I see that now. Oh, no, that's so cool. I have. Uh, well, one of those is me. That's uh, all right. <laughs> one of them, I think, is Double D. But the third one out there, is welcome to Long Walk Short Drink, our, uh, You're our new best friend. Inaugural uh, live broadcast of our recording session for episode 21 of Long Walk Short Drink. Uh, the official mix down of this episode will get launched on uh, next Tuesday. Uh, that's going to be May the 9th, 2017. So look for it's that. God time. willing, the creek don't rise. I'm going to try to start editing editing this guy tomorrow. And we don't get too long. That's so she uh, said. let's yeah. be cognizant of that too. <laughs> and let's try to. <laughs> Dick's nickname in college. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not mine, unfortunately, but yours. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, but let's let's move on to uh, let's move on to shit the bride says. What shit the bride says do you got for us this week, Dave? Oh yes, shit the bride says features selections from the clandestine Twitter page I started in 2010 to document the things my wife says that make me laugh so hard I have to stop everything and preserve them. She, of course, denies any and all association with the Twitter page from which these quotes are read. However, as the editor of said page, I can assure you, everything repeated here was most certainly said by the bride. Um, so I have this time the last of the many kind of catch-ups. I think I did. So I think for, for quite a while, I kept just like probably a text document of the crazy shit shits that she said that made me laugh and then eventually i started the the twitter account so i'm going to read a few here some of them are are not and because they're tweets and they're actually like multi-part things it's more than four tweets but it's not too too long but the very last one actually breaks into more time stamped uh material so this first one was like just generally i think i don't know 2011 or something so she, uh, <clears throat> oh, this one bears a little explaining. Um, I, I did, this was a great, uh, this is a great quote she had that I put on another show. So I didn't actually do it as, as a tweet. Um, but I don't know if I can find it, but it was, I made you know, uh, listeners of the show know that I made movies growing up. Um, um, you know, remaking we lost, movies. We lost our third. Uh, <laughs> they our did. Third. Yeah, they're like, oh my right, god, really yeah. again with this. But uh, so she she had said something with uh, watching those where she's like, um, uh, I can't believe you got anyone to love. Wait, no, no. She goes, I can't believe she's watching one of these. Like I remade Frankenstein as an eight year old twice, <laughs> and she's watching that. <laughs> she's like, I can't believe you got someone to have sex with you. <laughs> Wait, no, I can't remember the order. And then she's like, Oh no, that was bad. And she's like, She's like, No, that was it. She's sorry, I fucked it up. But she's like, I can't believe you got someone to love you. <laughs> She's like, oh my god, that's so terrible. She's like, oh no, no, I mean, I have sex with you. I'm like, all of that sounds terrible. <laughs> so, but, <laughs> but understandable. Uh, so, so nonetheless, this is kind of uh, an extension of 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 that. There's a reference to that here. So she says, why so serious? Didn't you have any joy as a child? And I say, of course I did. Who do you think you're talking to? And she goes like, I've seen the videos. You're all like, ah. And I say, well, maybe I didn't have a lot of joy then, but I have a lot of joy now. And then she goes, who is this joy? I will punch her. 
<laughs> and then mm. uh and then she got, this is another uh kind of conversation one she goes i can pretty much guarantee i'm gonna go to jail in the fall <laughs> and i say why she goes for stalking i say who she says joss whedon's filming a movie in cleveland incidentally that was the avengers um, yeah so joss movies uh filming a movie in cleveland and i go you're gonna stalk joss whedon She's like, oh, yes, I'm going to grab him by the what hair he has left and make him promise to start making my shows again like I like them. <laughs> okay, and then, and then lastly, this is the first that starts an actual kind of chronology or date. It's uh, Saturday, March 26th. Um, this must be 2011. She says, you're my lover, my partner, my best friend, my buddy. And a bane of my existence. <laughs> I think describe you know all what great the bane marriages. of my existence is bowling. Bowling. <laughs> yeah. Fucking bowling. It's one of my favorite things anyone has ever said. I don't, I don't remember when you said it, but I remember you saying out loud at a bowling alley, bowling is the bane of my existence. <laughs> it so is. I fucking hate it. <laughs> Nothing will take me from zero to pissed right the fuck off faster than bowling. <laughs> Perhaps you'd wonder why you shoot a man before he rolls his ninth frame. It's not the bane you mean, I think, but no. <laughs> I well, that's love funny because because oh. the bride said, "Why so serious?" and all I could think of was, "Why so serious?" Exactly. I think you it know? was after that. Yeah. Oh, incidentally, um, I think I deleted these notes, but when I was editing one of the uh, one of the maybe one of the eight teens that was all screwed up, I. It, it was long. They were really long, and I couldn't watch anything, listen to it, but I could watch something. So I put on first Batman Begins and then The Dark Knight on mute with subtitles as I edited the show. And Jesus yeah. Christ. Hey. I think what I came away with, other than obviously the, they're awesome, but like uh, the, the Batman Begins is underrated. That one doesn't get enough credit for oh. being as awesome as it is. I, you know what? It's because I mean, the Dark Knight is so amazing, and and Heath Ledger is just so amazing. It it just got overshadowed. But you're right; it is amazing. It, like the first one is so. I I mean, that's what kickstarted the whole thing. That's what got everybody hooked on that take. You know? Yeah, it's it's really good. Like if if uh, I I made a note recently too of like shows that we have promised because like Double D was like, hey, what about the Mel Brooks show and. We have what various... about the RoboCop show? We got to get a yep. RoboCop show. Exactly. We get a There's a show. lot we of them. A Swiss Army Man show. I could just rattle some of them off here. We got the Re- we got Revenge with Shamrock and Moto and Mr. J. Yep. That that one should come soon, I think. I don't know if I should I mention this say, one. That I was going to say, we should, do you, what do you think of trying for that next week? I think that's I mean, we got to start shooting towards some of these. Yeah. Um, so let's I get that one knocked out. Let's see if we I can line up Shamrock feasible. and Mr. J up for next yeah, week sometime. I like that like, idea. But yeah, let's try to get that in line for next week. We so got, uh, the next Palmer's pick is going to be 28 days later, right? No, that was just thrown into the mix. We don't know what she's going to pick, right? Oh yeah, we or don't know she what she's ha- going to pick. But yeah. maybe we can maybe we can do a special edition Palmer's pick and watch the Kill, the kill Bill. Yeah, that's, uh, that the, should come the, hot on the heels of, uh, yeah. of the revenge show. I would add it to the revenge show, but 
I think no. I think four 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 gas is going to be pushing it in terms of. Oh trying yeah, I know that that's going to be uh, crazy. What else we got? We got Mel Brooks show, such as it is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Robocop, someday the Exorcist. Um, we got to get Twinkie back. I yep. think I, I put Twinkie like every blank episodes. Like we just need to uh, talk to him. Can we talk about another house? Like Double D had another great idea today when I was talking to him. I showed him the spreadsheet today. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, you guys need a color commentator, like somebody to just kind of like <laughs> oh, yeah. look your stuff up while you're while you're talking. And, you know, if you're like, what is this? And then you look it up. But also somebody like, well, one of us is working on the recording log, The you know, the other person would have a, another still there would be a person left to interact with. Oh, interesting. Um, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's something to consider, you know, just yeah. something to think about. Well, uh, maybe um, we uh, maybe we start as the family extends, uh, you know, because the we often talk about, you know, as these things grow with the sponsorships and all this shit, like uh, yeah. and the responsibilities, and of course we have real, uh, we have more pressing responsibilities, and we try to keep this fun. We're like, okay, what's the core of it? The core of it is the two of us being in contact and talking and having fun, and so if we can keep coming back to that. That's the the essential component, <laughs> right? Uh, then the microphones are important, <laughs> yeah. And then yep. now the video, <laughs> but we could always then just say like uh, for non-essential shows, like for event show, you got to schedule that. But like for right. we throw out to the extended family, like we're recording on this night, and then maybe one of those other folks joins us in that capacity. Oh, um, absolutely! I think that fun. would be, and that's a way that we can rotate that around. I just thought that that another. Yet again, Double D, like joining the family, and, uh, and what will like, come right, of his like his the, his initial project that that evolved. I, I don't even I don't even want to talk about like I don't even I want that all that thunder. I don't want to steal one bit of that thunder. So does he? And um, I'm guessing that should be a show like that we talk to him or no? At, Is he at gonna least remain a bit. In the shadows? At least like have him on just long enough to like introduce what the project is uh, and how. Man, I can't wait for that. I mean, obviously, he's a kindred awesome. spirit. I wonder yeah. if we should have him on. Well, he's watching now so, or listening yeah. now, I think. So, Double D, if, if you're interested in having a, an introductory episode, a la Twinkie or Shamrock or what have you, obviously, that yeah. we would love that. Of course, because me, I, I only know you through a few texts. And now we're, I'm ready to do fucking karate in the garage with you. Be nice to see right. you and talk to you. <laughs> uh, well, we could also do that introductory episode. And this is another one that's on the list is the Disney episode is have double D. And, oh, uh, yes. Yes. Oh, that's like stand, a double header. Stand the man. Stand the man. Yeah. yeah. And stand the man. That would be on. great. So, I think that would be great um, for listeners, especially because I wouldn't have as much to say. They could use the break. <laughs> yeah. We should schedule that after a Dave oh, episode. Oh, stop it with the too well, much you know to say. I mean. You know what like, I mean? It's just you I and I. You, gotta, you have to carry at least 50% of this. And I know I step the shit all over you talking all the time. You step over me talking all the time. That just happens. That's life. Um, yeah. It's life in the big so, city, kids. Um, <laughs> what were you talking you, about? Oh, there's only a couple more. I just wanted to keep us accountable. Uh, the Alien Films Quadrilogy. That's oh, a someday man. to work oh, towards. Because I have only seen three and four. <laughs> oh, well, those are... those. I I mean, I love that se- that series of movies. I so. know. That's your favorite. So that's what, and so yeah. I first thought of this because the Dark Knight trilogy, I think, would be good. Um, we did the stand, and and then I I had that old uh binder. It's like my favorite ten movies in different uh media. Oh and yeah. And so I don't think those necessarily be shows in and of themselves, but it might be amusing little 
pieces like <laughs> Dave's favorite whatever romantic comedies in two, as of 2006 or <laughs> I have it in the book as the top as my favorite top 10 uh, JCVD movies which maybe that's the best thing to keep it to uh, I don't know when was that that was episode like 13 <laughs> I remember because it was Double D it was before he was a part of the, the team yeah. team and he was like guys really did justice to Cyborg and JCVD but uh yeah, I think that's good for now. That's good <laughs> so, for now. That, maybe that's enough for now. We could consult him on when people are ready for more. Uh, yeah, that's very true. That that's is our highest true. viewed show, though, or our highest. The, the numbers for the Cyborg episode are, are the higher than any other. So I, I that warms my heart because of, uh, you know. That's awesome. My love for JC. So anyway, yeah. those are those are some shows coming down the pike. It sounds like we'll pr- prioritize the revenge show. I like that idea a lot. Let's shoot for that for next week, and then we'll end that show with giving the assign the first assignment, like oh, it, like nice. motherfucking yes. Fight Club. We'll I know the, it was so hard for me not to talk about Fight Club when you're talking about the support groups in earnest earlier. Oh yeah. Oh no. I mean, but that I even Fuck. almost said I was like, that's. I mean, like Fight Club. They let Marla Singer oh, into the like I'm testicular sorry. cancer support group <laughs> because you don't. I mean, who's going to be the douchebag that's like, I'm sorry, you can't come to our support group. Ugh. We're supporting each other and not you. Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, they don't turn you away, you know, so I saw just um, moments of that. I mean, it's been a, it's been a while. Our first few episodes, we always reference Fight Club and it's been a little while. Yeah. But when I was gathering clips for the D- uh, Dave Diggs segment, I got I broke out Fight Club. And I was like, there should be something. I ultimately yeah. pared it down to things that. I, my criteria actually for the, the theme thing was like it's got to be stuff that influenced me so much as a youth that I imitated it being either made it into a movie started dressing like so and so or something like that. I, was, I had to create some rules because there are too many things but just to see a few minutes as I was fast forwarding through it I did that I want you to hit me as hard as you can and he hit him yeah. in the ear. I'm just like, oh my god, I want to watch this right now. Yeah, sure. I'm sorry, no, I've never. Smells <laughs> perfect. <laughs> god damn. What? God. That's oh. oh, so as good. As okay. I, and I, I tell you what, it gave me goosebumps in the movie theater. The first time when he's, you know, he's having, he's fighting Tyler Durden outside the bar, and like, so he fights the first time. And then like two guys watch. And then the next time he's fighting Tyler Durden and there's like six guys watching him. And then they're out fighting outside and there's like 10 guys out there. And then I remember the first time where that one dude stands up and he like puts his hand up and he's like, oh, can I be next? I forgot about and like that. when that when that happens and I'm just like and you realize what just started like it just it the paradigm just shifted one yeah. more, you know, and you're just like. Oh, and you get these goosebumps where you're like, oh, he just brutally beat the shit out of Ed Norton. And that guy's like, can I be next? Like, yeah. he once beaten up. Like, oh, and then I, I love those guys are their lieutenants. Like, by the end, like when Project Mayhem is going on, mm-hmm. like all of those same guys that are standing around in that first fight when there's like four or five guys out there. You can see all of those guys as lieutenants later on in Project Mayhem. I'm it's, at a Fight Club show to the list because yeah. I've never read the oh. book. I'm going to listen to the oh, book really? eventually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's And I know it's based great. on a lot of like real kind of shit that went on. Yep. It's so easy to understand that. Like I was sitting there capturing this stuff days after my surgery. Got my butt cut off. I'm in so much fucking pain. But I'm trying to distract myself by doing this thing. 
<laughs> and I'm watching the thing where he punches him, and I'm like, oh, I get that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like jumping yes. off, like never been a fight. I don't know. And when I was a kid, like I I specialized in movie martial arts, you know, like I was great at that. Yeah. But the yeah. one time I had a like this kid was wanting to fight me. It was so funny because it was it was a kid a couple grades younger than me, and uh maybe several. Um, and he was kind of, he like, he's like one of those guys, he walked like this, like he put his arms way out yeah, to walk. It's yeah. just fucking ridiculous. And he had like a, a mullet and stuff. And yeah. we were at, um, fucking mullets. Awesome. Remember like the Methodist church in Rittman just off Metzger. Um, yeah. so then there was a part like just 50 beyond that. churches in Rittman, but I, I know, I think I know the one you're talking about. It's like, it's just past, like it's, it's the one probably nearest to where you lived on sunset. Okay. Um, yeah, so yeah, if you yeah. go down yeah, to yeah. the crossroads and ter- or the cro- uh, the four yep. way stop and take a left, it's yep. that one. And that's like my grandfather uh, that that had the the same surgery as me. Uh, that he died before I was born, but he paid for the stained glass window in that place. And eventually, we went there as a as a family. Right. My dad was in there leading some kind of Bible study, and I'm out back hanging out with Jacko, who at that time lived just across the street from there. And I was deep into the Van Dam stuff, and uh, could do the you know the splits and the kicks and the and the helicopter kicks and all that shit. And uh, something came up where this kid, this that he was younger, but he wanted to fight me. And my parents told me when they were letting me watch these Van Dam movies, like if you get into fights, we're taking all of this shit away. Like you can't watch oh, this. Oh shit! And so. I literally didn't like fight the kid. He was just like, "Oh my god, this this guy's so old. He's not gonna fight me." But I was just like, "Oh my god, I want to fucking kick this guy." But like, I don't want to get my <laughs> shit taken away. My dad's in that church. <laughs> anyway, oh, so that's awesome. I don't know, but yeah, I so identify with that. I think I think a lot of probably dudes do on some level of like. Yeah, uh, totally. I, I want you to hit me. As hard I, as you I've can. never been in a fight. I mean, and, and I you. After watching that movie, I want to say, I, I mean, barring like family members, like r- rough housing with like brothers or cousins or whatever, right? I would say that there's a fair amount of men that make it through life that never get in a fist fight. Wouldn't that? Make, oh yeah. Would that make and, sense? And in some ways, I'd like, hope so because uh, like there's that that dichotomy of like in in some way you want to you want to, like just like Taylor yeah. Jordan says, and that's that part yeah. of Edward Norton that wonders, you know. Um, but the reality of it is. Fucking like horrendously brutal. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> to, to every like still, whether it's I your mean, hand not to, like, or whatever. Steal thunder from the future Fight Club episode, but the the inspiration for the movie was because uh, Chuck Palahniuk tells the story on the on the DVD. He was camping, and the campsite next to him was like at four a.m. in the morning, was like blaring music and drinking beer and being crazy. And he got pissed and went over there to try to get him to turn all their shit down. And like three of them beat the shit out of him. And so he had to go back to work on that following, you know, oh. after that, that weekend. And he said, it was amazing to me. I could have gotten away with anything. Nobody would look at me because, or it, nobody will look you in the eye when both of them are black is essentially, oh. is essentially the line that he says, like, and and he's like and i would try to force people to look me in the eye and they just won't do it if you know because he had these he's like i look like a raccoon like two giant black eyes and nobody would look at me 
That's amazing. Um, I don't think I knew that. And so it made me feel, um, and that alludes to, you know, because they talk about that in, with Project Mayhem where they're like, you know, we're the people that you don't notice, that mm. you don't see. And that's how they can get away with having, you know, because they're doing those jobs in the movie and you're like, how in the fuck does nobody notice that that waiter is missing three fucking teeth, his nose is taped up, and one eye is swollen shut? Like, nobody's even saying... And that it's to, like, promote that illusion of they are the the invisible class of people, yeah. you know? And uh, that they can be that fucking beat up and nobody's concerned about their well-being, you know? Oh, uh, oh I'm getting excited about that show now. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh... Oh, so man. fucking good. I mean, again, layers and onions, you know, like yeah. that's just the way it is. So, all right, let's rapid fire some shit. So, okay. uh, first off, uh, have you ever seen The Mist, Frank Darabont? No, made that's the one of the beauties of Stephen these, uh, this Stephen King for, thing for me. I have seen prior to what we've gone through. I saw The Dead Zone once. I literally don't remember it. Um, I mean, I saw yeah. it like as an adult, but I do not remember it. I saw yeah. Carrie. I saw The Shining. Okay. And I think that's it. And then, of course, through through the course of this thing, I've seen some other stuff. But no, I haven't seen that. Uh, so Frank Darabont re-released that. When that was out in theaters, he re-released it as a black and white cut. Because he said it's a million... Like, in his opinion, it was a million times more terrifying in black and white. What year was that? Uh, I don't... I've, I'm a bit of like nine... Well, a decade it was... Uh, uh, in the 2000s, I think. Okay. And uh, so he, when it got released on Blu-ray, this is how I know it was in the 2000s. When it got released on Blu-ray, one of the options was you could watch it in black and white. Sweet. Um, which is awesome. And so uh, that was really cool. I heard they're re-releasing Logan in black and white. Like oh. you can go in the theater and watch it oh. in black and white. Oh, Nice. So I'm going to try to find that because that's that's like right up my alley. Oh, that's cool. They did that with the uh, the Walking Dead pilot. They oh, would air really? It, they would air it in black and white sometimes. And that's the only season so far we've actually bought. Uh, and it has that option. And I haven't... Uh, I don't think I actually watched it, but it was, it was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it adds something, you know. <laughs> yeah. Cer- certainly. Um. <clears throat> so... Um, yeah. Incidentally, so too, and I know I, I I won't get into it, but I would recommend like someday do go back do go back to Walking Dead. This was a super oh yeah super brutal opening to the season, the most brutal I have fucking ever seen. But yeah. that show is so well done, and it is it is as close it is better than any stand adaptation we'd actually get in terms of oh, like man. dealing with the dealing with. The, the kind aftermath of, of, yeah, of the, the aftermath of, yeah. of the and, and, world. And how yeah. people react. It, it's really, it's so well done. P- the people that make that show care so much. Uh, yeah, it's it's worth it's worth revisiting uh, if you've been away for a while. When, when you're feeling up to it, maybe in the in the fall or something when the, you know, the leaves turn and the, and the horror movies come out. So the, so the Mist, is that a new Blu-ray? No, that's been out for a while. But it was just something that um, came to. Your I was attention. just using that as an example that they did the, they do that as in in black and white, and that they're re-releasing Logan in black and white. Oh shit! Yeah, um, yeah. In theaters, see, that's pretty. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Huh. Uh. So, um. That it, then leading to that, uh, we're gonna jump into my pleasure, and then we'll we'll go to King Corner, and then we'll wrap. Uh, because 
I'm going to probably dominate the the next, well, the King Corner definitely because I'm going to lay out the book club. Good. And then. Uh, I'm going to dominate. I love it. I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got so, another beer to my right. I can't wait. <clears throat> I'm going to sit back. Um, sorry, sorry to the, our no, visual listeners, no, but I'm I'll just be in the corner no. anyway, so. No, don't please well, still I'll interject. Be, I still I want got, you to interject. Please try to stop me, but um, <laughs> but I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back anyway. <laughs> is that one of the selects? Are you on the selects? The yeah, Budweiser this is the Bud select because this is all just because this was what was cold. My PBR was warm, so <laughs> he's like um, <laughs> very qualified. So, I, I know you're liberal. What's going on? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, Logan, we need to have another beer, buddy. Actually, uh, do you uh, think he would come on the be, show? Did you guys talk about uh, he that? Might. I I, I'll, I, I'll work I on know. him. He, he, I know he doesn't always uh, have a lot to say, but I don't know. I, yeah. I, I hung out with him for like three hours. We talked the whole time. It was fucking great. Yeah, no, absolutely. He says absolutely. the best things, obviously, like people who don't speak a lot do. Mr. McGee. Right. Yeah, and that angry. is very, very true. Um, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry. So, yeah. No, I'll, I'll work on him. I'm, I, um, it's not going to work out because I'm going to somebody's house for tomorrow is... Uh, May the fourth day, uh, May or Star Wars day. May the fourth be with you. Oh. Um, so, <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, come on, man, quit that. Yes, sir. That's nice. Do, do you celebrate in some way or acknowledge that? Uh, well, that I am tomorrow. I'm going to hang out at a buddy's house, and we're gonna watch Star Wars movies and play Which Star ones? Wars trivia stuff. Oh, uh, I don't know what we're gonna do. I'm gonna drop. Um, I'm gonna rip the uh robot chicken star wars on a flat a thumb drive to take over so we could watch if we wanted to i think there's just going to be a variety of stuff to do and <laughs> sit around and eat some cake and watch star wars stuff and hey i'm super jealous we're gonna come back to that but this is a, le- a reference for only oh, mostly only logan and probably pumps if ever hears this we're not just gonna be doing one thing we're gonna be, do- we're gonna be doing lots of things <laughs> That's my favorite. I don't know if you know that story. That's one of my favorite Logan things. I was down visiting Pumps and his wife in Columbus years ago. Not not that many years ago though, and uh, and we were having fun. I think I very I think this was the night I very foolishly bought like a a double sized bottle of wine. I drank the whole thing, and uh, and we tried to do like a Steve reunion the next day. (laughs) Maybe it wasn't that day, but uh, we we were we were having fun. And and Logan was there, and he called his wife, who I think had not yet like come home yet, um, and must have had the opportunity to, to 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 not have to go home directly to the kids or something. So he was trying yeah. to talk her into coming over to Pumps' house, where we had recently, currently, as they were speaking, pulled up on YouTube on a television. Oh, this is this is oddly appropriate. <laughs> S- some kind of like someone filming I don't I wish I knew what it was called maybe I can find it on YouTube and post it somebody posted a video where they were running a VHS camera behind the wheel of a car driving around that exact area I was talking about the the Methodist church and that circle drive in that parking lot and there was really? with a radio on yeah so we're watching that and, and Logan's on the phone to his wife, being like, "You gotta come over here. We're having lots of fun. We're not. It's just, we're not just doing one thing. We're like doing all kinds of things." He's like trying to sell it to her. <laughs> <laughs> <And> that, 
<laughs> that it entered the like the lexicon of pumps and his wife and and me for the rest of our lives. So now I've introduced it to our listeners. And oh my god, I hope that YouTube clip still exists because <laughs> it was. I was like, who took this? It's like the early mid eighties. Oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Okay, I'm oh, sorry. Awesome. You were. Uh, I'm sure so going somewhere. My Palmer's pleasure yeah, right now. Rapid fire. Yeah. Good luck. Ladies and gentlemen, Zedco is proud to present Palmer's Pleasure. <laughs> Steamy. No, no, please, no, no, too sexy. Um, so yeah, my Palmer's Pleasure is uh, the Dark Tower trailer. So uh, for those of you listening, you may have saw on the Twitter, uh, I had tweeted they had posted a GIF, or it wasn't, a, it's a video because it has sound, um, just a small little 15-second thing. And uh, I actually, like, Ash laughed because I jumped. I was so excited. I was like, <laughs> um, and they said the trailer is coming soon. That's what all it kept saying. And then today, I'm in my training that's half a day long. Uh, and I happened to like check my phone and the trailer is there. Like it dropped this morning and I couldn't listen to it with sound oh, all the way until hard. like that after the training was over. So it was like, like one o'clock before I could finally listen to the trailer with sound. Uh, but I'm more than happy to, I shared the link in there. So let's, let's do this. Let's watch this trailer. Uh, be sure to talk over it so we don't get sued. And then, uh, and then we'll come in to a King Corner where we'll talk about the book club and right. you're going perhaps with Stephen King. So. Okay, so I'm clicking on the trailer now. I, pa- Ooh, I pause it, came right up. So I'm at like one second. We'll count it off. Uh, we'll do the uh, Palmer's Picks count of just the wor- the single uh, number. Three. All right, and, and go. Three. Awesome. So badass. Of that was the 15 seconds actually that I tweeted. Yesterday. Oh, just the pre logos and stuff? Oh, uh, no, the him loading the guns with the, his guns oh, like switching. Ideal and lead, yeah. Yeah. These visions, as you call them. What do you see? I see a tower. The man in black. And the gunslinger. They're just dreams. They're not real, Jake. Oh, it's interesting. It's like a little boy, like a little, uh, like a da- uh, Danny Torrance or something. I know this. Yep. For listeners, I don't know anything about these books other than Palmer loves them. It's you. Oh my gosh. You're a Love them so much that I have a tattoo on my arm. That's right. There are no guns what? The bribe would Not also anymore. leave me for Andrew Selva, so there's that. She's not allowed to go to this movie. <laughs> the tower protects both our worlds. Who wouldn't if leave their falls, partner for Andrew Selva? Like, I don't know, though. Like, him in the office is irritating. That's what I try to see as a pawn. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, it's horrible in the office. <laughs> this character. Tell me, death always wins. Your world might be I mean, gone. we'll talk about this, but that's but Randall Flagg, right? That yeah, that is that is Randall Flagg. People die. Do they have guns and bullets in your world? You're gonna like Earth. Um, a lot. Also, I mean, this is no right, spoiler. 
I'm, I'm trying to keep it as spoiler free as possible. You but the books the in the movies are completely. They are about the same characters, but they're independent from each other. Like they're. I will kill him. Think of them as. Of uh, I do not aim at my head. Two different versions. Oh my Sorry, I just watched him load that gun. That's a fucking super badass. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. They call that his. Uh, um, I shoot with my mind. His reloading trick. I do not kill with my gun. Watch this. Alright, goosebumps. Still goosebumps. I kill with my heart. Oh, god damn it! <laughs> Wow. I teared up a little. I have no connection to that other than your love of it. Holy shit. Oh my yeah. God. Oh, it's going to be so good, man. Whoa. I mean, I'm like, I am just like speechless, right? Yeah, like, me too. <laughs> oh, so awesome. How, how did those, so, oh my God, I don't even know where to start. Like I did, uh, so uh, the only character I'm familiar with is the Randall Flagg <laughs> character who I'd seen portrayed, but that was one of my favorite things about the miniseries. I thought like, oh, that's perfect for a characterization oh, yeah, of that, Randall Flagg. That guy Flagg. was who you pictured Randall Flagg looking like, right? Yeah, and, and it's kind of period accurate, uh, e even sort of for the, like the 78 when it was initially came out, but the McConaughey, the little bit you saw him talking stuff, I could, I could see it. I can accept it. Which is a lot to say, like, uh, in a way, <laughs> because if you think back or if you go to our uh, YouTube channel and watch our reactions to Star Wars in 1999, and I'm reacting to the addition of characters to the Star Wars universe that, to me, have established themselves as other characters. So, I, and, and I didn't phrase this well at the time in my uh, 19 or whatever, I, uh, 20 as I was. Uh, talking about Samuel L. Jackson, basically what I was trying to say was like, I just couldn't not see Jules Winfield from Pulp Fiction in his portrayal because that's that's the way he sounds to me. And Matthew McConaughey yeah. is one of those kind of guys, like, you know, he always kind of talks like this. He's like, this movie right. would be a lot better if we take our shirts off. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> as, as, as per usual, the majority of my impressions are other people's impressions of impressions. So that's my Matt Damon doing Matthew McConaughey but uh that's awesome but even so like I, I could see it I was like that's a, okay like I accept that uh as a character that I know now I do not know the Idris Elba character how how does he sort of stack up against who you imagine all these years um well that's funny that you bring that up because that's probably one of the major points of contention and, and I think one of the things that helped force the hand of Stephen King and, and the um, studio coming out and essentially, because, uh, uh, I mean, everybody's kind of on board. Uh, Matthew McConaughey and Idris Elba in their own personal Twitters, like that's where I found that video that I tweeted out yesterday was an exchange that they had in somebody's comment thread. Like it was just, Oh no, it was Matthew McConaughey started the tweet. 
remind me of a correction I needed to make from also from episode 20 during the King Corner when we start that. <laughs> oh, we're not in the uh, King Corner? <laughs> Oh, no, we're, this Come is still a Palmer's pleasure. Oh, uh, the King Kong, like because we're talking about the Dark Tower trailer. That's my pleasure, and that's going to lead to uh, the King Corner. Okay, correction. Um, that's easy. So you learned that make correction. You are wrong about. Yeah, I do need to make twenty. Uh, yes, actually, in episode twenty, uh, you mentioned that uh, the book that of an alien trying to get to Derry to taint a water source was called the Tommy Knockers, when in fact it was the Dreamcatcher. Was the oh. name? Of There's the correction. Oh, you uh, fucked I up! I referred sir. to it as the Tommy Knockers <laughs> like multiple times, and I meant the Dreamcatcher. So there's the correction. Um, so, uh. One of the this was one of the major points of contention because Stephen King has always described the gunslinger as based on um, Clint Eastwood as the man with no name. Like that, that's who. That's who the gunslinger. His vision of the gunslinger. Who all of the that's books the are only written. gunslinger, really. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, uh, and it really is. But you can't um, be so, in the 60s right now. <laughs> you know? Right, right. <laughs> yeah. And so um, there was a, a lot of um, uproar when Idris Elba, because I, and this is just acknowledging it, that it existed, not supporting it. Uh, but, oh, my gosh, he's supposed to be white and you were you cast a black man in there. You know, I'm going to uh, I'm going to insert the quote there that I captured from my Dave's digs that I'm not using from Lethal Weapon 2. Oh, okay. I don't All think right, it's such good. a good time for you to go to South Africa. Why? <laughs> Why? Because you're black. Because you're black. And then Joe Pesci's yeah. like, you are. He is. And then, <laughs> then Danny Glover goes, of course I'm black. Why do you think I want to go to South Africa? Join up with my oppressed brothers. Fight the fascist white regime. Fascist white regime. One man, one vote. One man, one vote. To free South Africa, you dumb son of a bitch. You dumb son of a bitch. Joe Pesci is so classic. Riggs is upstairs, like, dealing with our Aryan or Ariad or whatever the fuck his name is. Anyway, so, but no, I can imagine that was a point of contention. I sort of suspected yeah. that based on the covers I'd seen. Actually, the covers I'd seen, the one, remember when you, uh, well, we tweeted it out, but the, the picture you shared with me of your loot from um, cleaning out your uh, your dad's house and your stepmom's yeah. house of the Dark Tower uh, that you'd given him and that you had, um, that figure, I, I'm sure it was not based on him because he wasn't famous at the time, but it looked like Benedict Cumberbatch to me. Oh, okay. On one of the covers. No, that's fair. Uh, I mean, you know, he always compares it to Clint Eastwood as the man with no name. And I I guess that's in my head. But really, though, I, I'm i not attached to those movies like you are. So I don't have that image. Burn. I, I mean, I have the cover of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. That's the, that's the like, iconic image of him, like, standing in the Serape, you know? Is that and the it's, like, kind of over to the side and, like... Uh, he's got his gun belt on. And, is is uh, the Serape like a poncho thing? I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah, yeah. What sucks is like, uh, literally, that's one of my very favorite things about that character is that fucking poncho. He yeah. wears it, but he wears it in the first two movies, Fistful of Dollars and For a Few Dollars More. 
And he only wears it at, like, the very end of The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. And for that reason, like, the one that's regarded as a masterpiece, I'm like, fuck it. It doesn't have the poncho. Like, what am I even doing? <laughs> that, that's what you threw it out for was because of a fucking poncho? I mean, I should give it another it's shot. It's no Ewok but I song. Do... I mean, geez, really? Yeah. I mean, mm. that was a mistake. And you'll, uh, yeah, when we were talking about it last time and I was thinking about what you'll do tomorrow, I was thinking about Empire. And Empire is the least fucked with of the... Of the of the of the original it's the trilogy, most perfect one. Yeah, and I was thinking about we were talking about Yoda last time in that scene where he's playing dumb. I was like, oh my god. And now we're talking about those man with no name trilogy to Sergio Leone, like fistful of dollars for a few dollars more to go to bed. The ugly. And I really want to watch those first two, but I should watch the good to bad the ugly. Give it another try. And when eventually yeah. I listen to the Dark Tower, I'll keep that in I the back of my mind. I have that trilogy on Blu-ray, and I have not been able to get through it. So wait, maybe you have it on. Do, wait, what now? I have the Man with No Name trilogy on Blu-ray. Oh, on Blu-ray, like a physical yeah. thing. Yeah, it's like a collection that came out. At, like it was a Father's Day. I got it for nineteen bucks, and it like had nineteen ninety-nine, and it had all three movies in it. I have it on DVD, but I have been learning that Blu-ray is for stuff like you love. It does kind of. It is kind of worth it sometimes. Yeah. Um, Anyway, I'm sorry, but uh, so I'm wondering, because I will see the movie first before I, I read the books, and that looked wicked badass with uh, oh with yeah, no, so I wonder good. if he will be he will just be for me in a generation, like who who is. But the again, is. though, it really helps that you the you have to treat the movies and the books as two separate things. Oh, I didn't hear uh, that super well over the over the thing. So, can you elaborate more on that and like the the distinction that they've I, made? I can't with I can't without, without spoiling, spoiling oh. it too much, but I can just tell you like that just just treat the movies as like one telling of this story and the books as like another telling of the story that both can exist in the same universe. Oh, that's, that's very interesting. Uh, that sounds a little uh like Walking Dead or Game of Thrones, you know. Uh, at the uh, yeah uh, for sort of contemporary well that's a contemporary example as well but you know like walking dead is a, is an adaptation of a comic book but they do alter things slightly um so right. you can have fans of the comic still be surprised by stuff uh, yeah and, no and i think that there but i think that if you knew the stories you would know what i'm talking about when i'd say like there is a continuity that's very important and this trailer, like I told another Dark Tower fan when I was texting back and forth, Stan the Man, actually, I was like, uh, there's a lot of glaring omissions, even in this like two minute trailer, that if I didn't know I'm supposed to treat these movies separate from the books, I would be really livid about. Um, how much of that do you attribute to like the trailerness of it? And how much? Because I don't know how much you know about the rest of it. I mean, think about something oh, like no, Harry there Potter. Oh no, there is glaring differences from the book. Like they're I just going to just flat out change the way they deal with stuff. Yeah. Yes. And uh, and I, I I mean I I I'm really steering towards like spoiler territory. And I and I I don't. Uh, Double D and I talked about this actually earlier too. Like I, because he's he's like I'm one of those rare people that actually enjoys the story better if I know everything about it going into it. That's um, interesting. That actually goes along a little bit with. Remember when I was uh, last episode I was talking about how I was watching all those Stephen King talks, and he was talking yeah. about spoilers, and he had this great thing because some of them are supposed to be 
clean and he'll curse right. and stuff. And he was just like, I don't know what he said, but it was something like motherfuck spoilers. Like who care? That doesn't matter. Like it's right. the, the, the way that the story is told that, that matters and, and the, exactly. the, the journey exactly. that you get to go on and stuff. So, and there's that, well, I mean, and like double D had a great example. He's, you know, about, you know, some kids, need to know or else they'll just stress out over the like the natural oh. oh really tension of the movie like they'll just like get ramped up and can't handle it be and it's just it's just a natural process of storytelling to try to ramp up that anxiety you know yeah. that like tension uh, the the like the the hypothetical tension turns to real tension sometimes in kids. Oh wow! And the way that you can break that is just tell them how the story like like it's okay. This is what happens, really? and then it's like instantly yeah. And then they're in like then they're okay. You know, I'm honestly um, so, not sure where I sit with that. It this is a little bit of non sequitur. That promise won't be very long. But the bride and I watch regularly the show The Deadliest Catch which is yeah. uh, fishermen on the Bering Sea catching crab. And it's like one of the most harrowing jobs in the world. And right. in the last few years, they've taken to like putting at the very beginning, you know how like we put the beginning of our show, I stole this from Tell Them Steve Dave, uh, where you put a few like quotes that are intriguing you know like, yes. like maybe this one's yeah. like oh i got my butt yeah. cut off and it's at the beginning and they're like what the fuck <laughs> so hopefully they listen yeah, please put i put i got my butt cut off at the beginning. <laughs> yeah so there's a few things at the beginning to hopefully like rope you into listening later uh the deadliest catch is taken to this thing where they'll put this kind of revelation right up at the beginning and the it makes me furious like as a storyteller because i'm just like and as both, both a storyteller and a viewer where I'm like, why are you doing this? Like, who are you right. roping in with that? Like, you've right. got your viewers. Don't fucking spoil it for us. Like, they literally spoil the whole thing. I mean, they don't spoil the whole thing in such that, that they tell you how they get to they what they're revealing. They spoil it enough, though, because they're so formulaic in their storytelling yeah. and editing that with their bumpers that they put on at the beginning, yes, you're like, well, I know what's going to happen now because they every one of these episodes follows the same arc, like, like template, or at least I know, know how it's going to end up. So I think maybe that's a generational thing where it's like I don't, I prefer not, I prefer not to know that. I'd, I'd like to have that experience of like, oh, oh shit, and then wondering like how it's going to work out rather than just like putting it together. It's like, well, well, the, well this is still going to ha have to happen. So, I mean, you do that a little bit with any trailer, but uh, anyway, sorry, I got a little diverted there, but I, uh, that's uh that's an interesting, I, that, that idea of, uh, of kids and their anxiety. Maybe it is a generational thing. Maybe this whole idea of like spoilers will be <laughs> a moot point before too long. Yeah. I see a finger in hey. that book. What are you up to there? All right. Well, let's roll in the king corner. Honey, come on over here, sugar buns. This machine just called me an asshole.
So, uh, my one correction, it's not the Tommyknockers. It was the Dreamcatcher was the book I was talking about in the last episode. Uh, but I let's stop listening I, already. I have this. I have this Google alert set for when people fuck up with Stephen King. Um, yes, and I will let you fucking know. I am not going to listen to your episodes anymore since you made that mistake in episode twenty of Long Walk Short Drink where you misquoted a Stephen King. Audible schmanable, and I don't give a goddamn about the free things Which, by that the way, we can get. <laughs> remember our sponsor. Our sponsors go to um, Audible Trial slash Long Walk LWSD, right? Yeah, it's uh, uh, com slash LWSD for yeah. over 180 yeah. titles to choose from from your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Yeah. <laughs> for listeners of the WLSD podcast, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out this goddamn amazing service, sir. <laughs> We're recommending, of course, The Dead Zone, because that's going to be what we're starting our book club with, and that's read very freshly and newly by Mr. James Franco, who I just watched in 127 Hours, which of course came out years ago, but was recommended to me on this podcast by Mr. J, and we are recommending to you to listen to The Dead Zone, and you can get it for goddamn free, thanks to audible.com. That's how I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I'm going to use our promo. Audibletrial.com backslash W-L-S. L-W-S-D. Download your free audiobook today. Go to audible.com backslash W... Wait. No. L-W-S-D. This is your fucking podcast, Dave. I know, but acronyms are hard. I don't. I have zero respect yeah. for acronyms. <laughs> I keep. I keep making this dog bark at our neighbor's house because I. You know, I don't know. Like people funny. say AC. I can't handle it. Like I don't like acronyms. Yeah. So, <laughs> but this is my favorite acronym. So I should get it right. To download your free audiobook, go t- today to audibletrial.com backslash LW. S D again that is audible.com backslash LWST for your free goddamn audiobook. Get that dead zone with James Franco narrating and it cuts off his fucking fucking arm. (laughs) And this is how I'm gonna roll in the promo for our other sponsor sponsoring the book club, providing all of the resource materials to help facilitate the discussion. Uh go ahead and roll that promo in like this. Hey. Palmer here. Dave and I are so excited to be doing this Long Walk Short Drink Book Club reading of The Dead Zone by Stephen King. Materials for this project were provided by the site bookrags.com. With over 6,000 study guides available on their website, bookrags.com has everything you need to study and ace your lit classes. Enter the promo code PODCAST to get 15% off your subscription. Thanks so much to the great people over at bookrags.com for helping to make this book club possible. So keep listening and keep reading. Have a good one. Um, so this is how it's going to go down. Uh, just to reiterate, everyone. So next, the next episode that you listen to, Long Walk, Short Drink, episode 22. That's when I, at the end of that, I will give the first official assignment, like the kickoff to go ahead and read the book. Uh, just to let you know, we're going to break the book down um, across four episodes. So we're going to break it into four chunks, and that equates to, I'm going to use page numbers. If you're listening to it on audio, it's going to be a little bit more tricky. So you're going to need to, 
Uh, I mean, if you're not going to pony up for the the copies we have, possibly. Oh yeah, you could do a Kindle. You could do a Kindle as well, or chapters uh, or would, something. I see. There's a prologue, I'm, I'm a part do one, it. part two, and notes from the Dead Zone. I already right. have it all broken up. I know. Uh, Sorry. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to uh, sit back and let you break it down, yeah. boss. Um, so. That's my asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, the first week we're going to talk about chapters, the prologue through chapter six. Uh, that takes us to about page 116 of the book. Uh, then we're going to go to page 200. Uh, the second week, we will talk about chapter 7 through, and let me get to it there. Uh, that takes us to about page 213 of the book, where we'll read chapter 7 through 14. Uh, then we'll go uh, from chapters 15 to, I think, it's 21 at that point. Um, and then we'll, the fourth one will wrap up the end of the book, uh, from chapter 21 to the end of the book. Uh, so that's how that's going to go. And then the fifth week is where we'll kind of compare the whole book as, uh, all together to the adaptations, the two adaptations that exist, which is, uh, the movie, um, starring our great friend, Chris Walken. That's me. Uh, I saw that movie yeah. in the fucking 80s. I fucked Swoozy Cuts in the ass. That is a real Jesus. story. There's there's something involved in that real story. Is Swoozy Cuts in that movie? Maybe. Oh, really? Oh, I might wow. have to check. That's a story. He did say something yeah. to that effect. Sorry. Um, How are you going to deal with the TV series? Are you going to watch that whole goddamn TV series? I So I've already gone through the original audiobook once. I'm probably going to read this thing entirely and also go through the James Franco thing. I also am going to do an analysis on the film and the television show as well. So I'm going to try to work all of that in. It sounds like a lot because it is a lot. It is a lot. Uh, <laughs> but but with the help of our nice new sponsor, again, roll that promo. Let's give them another plug. Hey, Palmer here. Dave and I are so excited to be doing this Long Walk Short Drink Book Club reading of The Dead Zone by Stephen King. Materials for this project were provided by the site bookrags.com. With over 6,000 study guides available on their website, bookrags.com has everything you need to study and ace your lit classes. Enter the promo code PODCAST to get 15% off your subscription. Thanks so much to the great people over at bookrags.com for helping to make this book club possible. So keep listening and keep reading. Have a good one. Uh, we will facilitate uh, with the, their help. We're going to get that facility. Uh, all that is going to assist me in making sure that I can facilitate a good conversation. Uh, so we'll still do uh, long walk, short drink episodes. We're not going to do the like, it's not like for five episodes straight. We're just going to only talk dead zone. Uh, basically, it's going to take the place of the King Corner. We'll still do the rest of our normal episodes and then we'll devote a little bit of a discussion to the dead zone uh, in lieu of a traditional king corner um and that's about it and then depending uh, on how great this as how great this goes i'm not even going to say anything less than great depending on how great this goes um i see plenty of book clubs in our future i would love to do one on it 
actually, because uh, oh, yeah. I think that would be just epic. So, oh yeah, so we might not um, do it on every uh, every Stephen King book because uh, obviously I'm doing the chronology like a crazy person. So I got Firestorm right. next, but maybe we we pick and choose the. Because yeah. yeah, what you're um, describing in terms of the time you put into facilitating this is pretty epic. So, um, but I well, I wanted to come off without a hitch, and if at the end. Again, whenever you encounter this, this could be six months after it ends before somebody's listening to this stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, and um, at that point, then hopefully they pick up a copy of the Dead Zone themselves. They use, uh, you know, they go to uh, Audible. It's audibletrial.com backslash LWSD. There you go. You got it, buddy. All right. <laughs> awesome. Um, so that's the upcoming uh, book club. So listen for next episode. Uh, next episode, episode 22, uh, at the end of that episode, I will officially kick it off with our first assignment where I'll give the page numbers. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to break down and tell you exactly what minutes and stuff in the James Franco audio versions too. So that way that will help you. It's a little trickier because you'll have to hear them say the chapter numbers to know when to start and stop the book. So, and I will um, be your, uh, I Palmer will be our guide. I will be your proxy. So I will be the person. And so make sure I want to make sure I have this correctly and stuff. Maybe you just you're going to hit me with these questions and I have to deal with them on the fly. That way we're just going to discuss each. So remember, uh, we were going for the very generic. um, What are the uh, explicit words on the Mm -hmm. page? So what's being written? What's the implicit, uh, what did what did King mean with those words that are on the page? And then what's your reaction to that? Yeah. So we're going to use that. And you will be that, the, like, the Ben Kenobi to my Luke Skywalker. So you will know yes. and you will decide what I need to hear when. And I will be right. the sort of naive person just reacting to the like, oh, fuck, my family was just like burnt alive. So I guess I'll go join the rebellion. Yep. <laughs> you know, well, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I will have no more blue to milk the- for me. I, I all <laughs> I, I want is blue milk. I just heard of this thing. Uh, I don't know if I can tweet it yet because I don't know where to make sure to find it. But there's an interesting thing about just the perspective from which you you encounter narratives. Uh where it's like the whole yeah. telling of the Star Wars universe could be very different. Like if if you describe like young boy parent uh, guardians are killed by like radical whatever, it's like it, he could be the way that this thing is uh, set up. It's like it, Luke Skywalker Brainwashed could be and a, indoctrinated. Yeah. Have you heard about this? Yeah. It's, it's like he could be Al Qaeda yeah. or something. Uh, yeah. In any event, but we're, we're not we're not doing that. There's no jihads here. We're just gonna kind of talk about some books that people wrote in the eighties. But uh, but but I, you can I, kind I of. I can't say with no like with no hyperbole whatsoever. Having gone through it already once, well twice because it was when it was originally listened to it too. It is going to be ridiculously relevant to what we are currently going through. I'm excited. I, I mean, so, uh, I, so I, I, I should wait know. too for this assignment, right? Till next episode. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't. Okay. You have wait for me to. That's all right. I'm, I'm trying to design like, my you, life. You will be kind of on a time crunch because yeah, you'll get like a week, you know, to read. But uh, that, that, I think that's probably reasonable within my drives and stuff. 
Yeah, it's um, it's roughly a hundred pages. One hundred and six pages is roughly what each section is. So, and we'll find out, and, and it'll be pretty relevant for our 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 our. Oh my god, our our audible listeners. Mm. Yeah, uh, you know what the equivalent thereof is in uh, in the audiobook. Like I did start to read a few pages uh, as I was laid up, but honestly, I don't remember any of them. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> it'll be fresh, uh, and I'll uh, I'll do my best to keep up and be honest when I'm a little behind. But um, I will play the uh, you know I'll be honest with what I do and don't know. <laughs> I think that's very important. I think a lot of times, like people pretend they know stuff, and it's that's so not helpful. Just tell them. Just if you don't know, say you don't know. And if you don't know, fucking look it up on Google. If you learn anything from this show, you learn like. Do you see him handling no a butterfly knife? <laughs> so. Here, watch this. Watch. Oh my god. You ready? Oh Jesus Christ. That's close again. Yeah. If my butt wasn't cut, there would definitely be blood flow to my deck right now. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> that was pretty badass. Oh, that's awesome. So, yeah. Uh, I love it. to do anything. Uh, we got a lot of great shit going on, man. Long, long, short drink. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Dave, I love you, buddy. I love you, sir. Thank you so much for yeah. what you've added to my life with this magical fucking thing. Absolutely. Double D, thanks for joining us on the live broadcast. Thank you for helping uh, us on the Twitter. Um, uh, Palmer and I, if we chime in, we should sign our tweets, I guess, if it's you or or I. Otherwise, yes, that's probably the mystical, magical, well, non monikered. Because that's not true, too. I usually will say, if, well, if I put my personal tweet handle in it, then that was probably me, but that's not accurate at all because other people can be tweeting and referencing me. So, yeah, we should definitely, though, be signing if it's just us. Um, and I think, uh, double D will sign if it's coming from him, but also, uh, we also, all three of us can be tweeting as the voice of long walk, short drink, which those don't necessarily would not have a signature. Yeah. I I would say no signature equals double D at this point because otherwise no signature just represents, uh, all of us, the show, (laughs) like it's just coming from the show, you know, I stand correct. I like that. Now I am a little hard. <laughs> He's like, oh. no, no, I, I disagree, sir. <laughs> no, I just think like I, I like the no, idea no, I of agree. it just being like a representation of the show. It's like a man who knows like, what he wants. <laughs> oh shit! I gotta get out of here. Um, All right, I'm gonna Thanks order a pizza. Folks. That's what I'm gonna do. I'm no, a fucking adult. I'm not, not ordering a pizza. That yeah, is I so mean. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna I I'm gonna get anything. a giant I'm gonna eat a big piece of cake and order pizza. That's are what I'm gonna really? do. Really? Yeah. Are you seriously That's really? Fun. What are you gonna get? Yeah. Uh pepperoni, onion, extra cheese, probably. Huh. All right, the onion makes me feel a little bit better, I guess. You know what? Like, from you know where? Well, I mean not enough to add it. Where are you uh, get cousin from? Vinny's, it's this uh it's like the cheap pizza place. That's oh yeah, here. you but blend. This- <laughs> yes, that kind of cousin yeah. Vinny. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is it thin or thick? That's what he said. Uh, it's right? like that. Guys, because of gay. It's like Giannino's kind of, you know, mm. that like thicker. It's like yeah, that middle crust. Do. That. Ah, oh, yeah. you motherfucker with your, your May 4th plans and your pizza. 
You were fucking texting me pictures of beer and food during Whole30. I'm very I insensitive. Not, like, I expect you to be better. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. All right. Mm. All right. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> go, go. Yeah, Order thanks for joining us, you guys. Pizza. You deserve it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everybody gets a pizza, but Dave. Today, but in the future, that yeah. pizza will be mine. Make no mistake. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be awesome. And I can't wait for you to have it, buddy. Thank you. Oh. Good man. I don't care what your wife says. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's my girl. Don't you touch her. Oh, it's my day tonight, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Hey, oh! Hashtag <laughs> butt stuff. Hashtag yeah. butt stuff.